<laughs> we started to stop like the first episode. <laughs> it's all good. Why not? All that. right. Hey, everyone. This is filmmaker Mike and the boys. Uh, welcome to episode six. This is filmmaker Mike and joining me for tonight. Welcome back. Kuya. Hey, how you doing? Great. G- glad to have you back. And of course, we've got Jester. Cupcake Diva is back, everybody. Hell yeah. yeah. Sprinkle that shit all over. <laughs> uh, no. And of course, our birthday boy, he just celebrated his birthday a few days ago, Pinhead. Happy thank you, thank birthday. you. And of course, you know, I miss my favorite Powerpuff Girl Cupcake Jester, you know. Oh, you know it, baby. I'm I in the house. He's in the house. Kui's in the house. I, I, we, I feel like we, we were missing a good chunk of our family, but we're fucking back. And hey, you guys did a great job. Yeah, did you did. Oh, I know, I know. Time. Especially without the diva around, because we could actually get some fucking words in. So I, I, I love, I love the fact that that you guys gave me so much love. That like, oh, Kuya would have said this in this podcast. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I was and like, we, wow. We shit, we shit on Jester. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, you we love sequestered. I was like, I was like, what's with the hard on for Kuya? And then at the very end, I get crapped <laughs> on the entire time. I was like, just like, fuck these guys. I'm fucking starting my own band. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Maybe yeah. next time when someone someone goes, we'll see. There's gonna be a rotation of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, we we know who the fucking we know who the David Lee Roth and the fucking Sammy Hagar are of this band. So. At least we found that out last week. Yeah. Well, you know what? I did want to congratulate you guys on the uh, <clears throat> the commentary podcast for Smallville's uh, that pilot was great. episode. Man, I listened to that. and That was and, fun. That was fun. Yeah. It sounded like you guys had a blast, and I just – it got me into the <laughs> show, man. I kind of missed the, the train growing up on watching that. And I've been – I think I'm 11 episodes deep right now, and, man, I just – I love it, you know? And, and with – I'm pretty indifferent about Superman, so it was kind of interesting to get in there and actually like really like what they're doing with the character. And, you know, even though you kind of see his internal struggle with doing the right thing, but he knows that he has to do the right thing. And I think that's so important right now. I mean, it's just so uplifting and it's, it's encouraging. And I feel like we all kind of need that right now. So I would highly recommend not only listening to that last episode of your guys's commentary, but uh, watch that show. It's on Hulu right now. And why not? If you've got it, you'll enjoy it. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate well that. Thank I, you. I, yeah. I yeah. So and like, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause it, it was, it was, it was a blast to do. Like I didn't think it would be. I was skeptical about it at first, but it was it was a blast. It yeah, was fun. and it well, was fun reminiscing about that pilot episode, seeing things I just didn't remember when I watched it the first time when I was growing up. Because I was a kid. I mean, you and me, Mike, we were kids when that were when that was coming on the first, especially the first season. Right, <laughs> I was uh, fifteen. I was in high school, yep. and I w- I would watch that show religiously every week for Kristen Crook. and and of course for tom i mean the the superman you know i I love the story and he was in high school i was in high school i've got some wavy hair like i i wanted to grow my hair like i wanted the clark Kent, tom welling hair 
Because um, I've seen so, uh, I've seen Mike uh, in high school, and Jesus Christ, he wanted to be Superman so bad. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, was lo- I was looking for my Lana, and eventually you did, but it, it was yeah, in college. Well, well, not 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 Lana, but Lois Lane, because Lana. Remember, I mean, spoilers. Yeah. Lana's the first yeah. love, but doesn't end yeah. up with. With Superman, well, you know, it, it, it kind of it, it went went that route, anyways. With Lana, then you know, then you right. was playing. Right <laughs> there, you go. There you go. Wow. And, and I know how you feel because I'm still out there looking for my aunt Nell. So there you go, <laughs> Aunt Nell. Yeah. 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 Who, <laughs> who surprisingly, when I googled uh, the actor, the actress's um, bio and her, like her her body of work um she was in one of the hellraiser movies and i brought yeah, that up to, in... yeah <laughs> she was in one of the lower rent hellraiser movies but yeah she was in hellraiser hellseeker and she has some very very interesting scenes i'll leave it at that like for you uh for you people out there who like especially who like older women uh Watch Hellseeker just for wow. that because Hellse- Hellseeker's garbage, but you can watch it for that shit. So for Aunt Nell, yeah, watch it for Aunt Nell. You you can watch her get a little freaky. So oh yeah, gosh. but yeah, I, I do appreciate the feedback from that. Um, again, that was we did just did that on a whim. Um, that yeah. day that I found out that it was the 19th anniversary of the debut of that pilot episode, I was like, geez. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, but then again, like I told, I told James that night, like, Hey, are you up for recording uh, audio commentary? Let's just, you know, give it a shot. And uh, I guess we, I, I wanted to do it as a test, as an audio commentary, like 45 minutes isn't too bad. I think we went over a little in an hour um, for that yeah, total yeah. episode, but um, yeah, it's, it's something that it was really fun. And then of course now, you know, we can, we can do more. Uh, I was thinking like eventually if we, if it gains more interest from, from listeners, it'd be great to do more, not all the episodes because there's just so much, but yeah. um, highlight episodes. There's a lot of highlight episodes, particularly the uh, each season premiere and season finale, because again, with those arcs, they've got, you know, all the stories there, but yeah, um, that was really fun. So we do appreciate that feedback. And uh, it's, it's really a special show, not just for me personally, but when you look at it, it, achieved what uh no show not no superhero show uh did before and now it's kind of hard for superhero shows to do that uh achieve that same kind of feat because it made it it did 10 seasons and now arrow was close but it got only to eight seasons so you know it'll probably take some time for yeah you're right to be honest it's hard for any show let let alone superhero show but any show to go that far like you, 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 you've got your rare oddities like Law and Order and NCIS that seem to go on for fucking centuries. But for the most part, shows don't last into ten seasons anymore. It's very rare that you get that, unless the show is just that good, and the audience is still watching it because they won't. The studio won't continue it unless there's an audience there continuously watching it. So. Right. And when Smallville was on the air um, at first on the WB, you have to remember, like, so each season has at least 22 episodes and they're fighting for, with they're competing with other shows. And they're also like c- competing with uh, they've got commercials. You know, this was way before 
uh, streaming on Netflix as far as shows. This is way before Hulu, of course, and all, you know, now you can just go and stream a show and binge it. Um, but back then, my goodness, like, you know, I had to wait to that each season break and then through each episode and then breaks, of course, during the holidays. But yeah, it's uh, it's a really special show for me. And not to interrupt, but that uh, a big thing that makes it even more special is the fact that if I'm not mistaken, a big competitor of Smallville's at the time was CSI and CSI was fucking huge during that time. So the fact that Smallville could compete with CSI and go toe to toe, like us teenagers were going toe to toe with literally our, 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 our parents and our grandparents respectively during that time. It's, it's actually even more of a, an amazing feat of how far Smallville went going up against that kind of competition. Right. It's just a, it's just that a good, and lost. It's just, it's just well done. It's fun it's enjoyable and it like it just has the heart you kind of you when you're watching it you just you feel it you're like wow i i see why this was the rave or even how it's still got this cult following right now yeah yeah and again like i was in that perfect audience age i was a target market for it because i was i was 15 and then when the show starts clark is essentially what a freshman or a sophomore i think he's a freshman in high school Though, of course, they don't look like yeah, they're, they're a little bit older than that. But with those faces, he, like, you know, he was a freshman, but he was built like a fucking freshman in college. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's <laughs> the revenge of the nerd scenario, you know? Well, you know, I guess he, he worked in a farm. So I guess you know, he has to be a little bigger. Yeah. So. Right. It's OK. Only makes sense. And yeah, just the fact that, you know, I was in high school. Clark was in high school. Like, like you're, you're kind of relating that with that character of course you know not maybe not the kryptonian powers but everything else that you experience in high school but of course you've got the this added like oh i've got all these abilities that i'm trying to figure out you know so and i think when- you relate a lot to him man you really do you like even just him figuring out his powers it's just him figuring himself out as a person that's why i think everyone just related to him at that time even now yeah, i'm doing that now te- especially teenagers at that time like you could, oh yeah because you're trying to figure yourself out you're trying to understand who you are as a human going through society navigating your way through the world it really was a great you know metaphor for what everyone was going through at the time especially like if you grew up watching that that series it was it was you could relate even though he was this alien from another planet that had all these superpowers you could still relate to what he was going through because of his upbringing everything through throughout the entire series you you really could relate to him because you grew with him so it that's one thing i do really enjoy about the show people go <sighs> I don't want to check out Smallville because it was a CW show. Swallow your ego for a second because out of all the CW shows, much like Buffy was, I still have to give Buffy. This was a very well written show for show so it's it was very well written for being in that category so don't don't let it don't let that 
like turn you off from actually watching it. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's very like, well worth. Then, then the the theme song like a, was like a number one hit. Also, yeah, yeah, Remy Re- Zero, Remy Zero, Remy yep. Zero, like they were, they were a fledgling band, and they were, they literally, from what I read, if I'm not mistaken, they broke up and came back as a because, band because and blew up and had a huge tour because wow. of that song. Wow, and like had a had a second coming, and then they broke up later on, but they That's had a awesome. huge second coming because of that song being so huge. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, I read up on it this past, like, literally a couple of days after we did the commentary because I was interested in the wow, what happened yeah. to Remy Zero, and that was one of the things that was in the bio. Right. Speaking <laughs> of the, the theme song, Save Me, uh, by Remy Zero, it never appears in that pilot episode, if oh, you notice. Yeah. It appears on the yeah. second episode, and then I, I realized I was talking to Pinhead, and I was like, yeah, they didn't play the – the theme song we didn't get to talk about it because they didn't play it during that uh commentary so i was like so we're gonna hopefully we can return and then of course have you guys join us but yeah another thing also to add before we wrap up uh this segment of uh talking about that uh, of a smallville this whole like superman's not relatable i can't relate to superman nobody can relate to superman like this show proves that wrong like bullshit Uh like Here's Superman, Dude. and he's so relatable. I, yeah, exactly. I have seen the like all the movies and stuff like that, and nothing has like grounded me like this show. I was like, holy crap, they did it! They did it with Smallville, and I was, I hate to say it, I was late to the party. I was like, bummer, man. But hey, it's better late than that, never, right? Absolutely. And that's dude. and that's the big reason why I said the writing should be given a huge amount of credit, and don't let the CW banner like thing. Because this is this is more than just a teeny bopper, oh, story about Superman. Like this, this really goes deep into some really good territory for uh, of a lot of issues. A lot of issues are covered throughout the seasons of Smallville, and and there it's brilliant. So I, I just say yes, the show does kind of falter toward the end, but those, especially those first five seasons. They're almost flawless. Those are like, solid, this, solid. Yeah, they're 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 really they're really solid because the writing, the acting, even for that time period when you take into account when this came out, the production value, the graphics, everything like it still holds up today. So I say it's a high high recommendation. And this is coming from a fucking extreme horror buff, so I, I really recommend it if you're looking for. If you have nothing, and if especially if you have Hulu, you have no excuse not to watch the series because you have Hulu. And, you know, even if you don't like Superman, just fucking put it on mute. You don't have to like Superman to enjoy the series. No, no, put it on mute and watch Kristen Crook. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I I would watch the the show just for Kristen Crook. Yeah, I mean, in that episode... when everybody, when when that first episode came, or when the previews came, that this is gonna be Lana Lang, and like the previews, the post, the pictures, the posters, and all all of that set, uh, every fucking guy from from age fourteen to like I want to say thirty five, <laughs> they were just like, who the hell is this woman, and what the hell, you know, and, and where did she come from? Because she was just gorgeous, course- she was so beautiful, but then. She she was also a great actress. She was she was so good as, as Lana Lang. It was awesome. She you was. Know? 
She really, yeah. she really, she was solid. And and she this is coming from somebody like, who hates and who hates CW shows. I I dislike CW shows. I I, I try to watch people them. Do and they and, but but, and, but they're, it's very it's very teeny boppy for me, right? But then yeah. like Smallville was 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 the one that I I kind of stuck with just because like yeah. you know I, I like Superman for of course, but then. You know, you get you get tired of it, so you you just catch the 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 episodes like on the later, t- you know, when it comes back on or on syndication or whatever. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, okay. Well, so that's what happened. <laughs> I was like, and that and that's what I liked about Smallville is they 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 still kept the teeny bopper thing to get the audience in, but at the same time they went, we're gonna have substance and we're gonna bring something more to you on top of that. Right. And that's why it lasted 10 seasons. Right. And once they're done with high school, they move on to college. You've got Clark also moving on to Metropolis, you yep. know, w- without spoiling too much, but he does move on to Metropolis, but still coming back to Smallville because Smallville is still the heart of the show. Um, but yeah, it's just well done. So many milestones. And like I did mention a gesture that off the air that they got Christopher Reeve in there. I'm not going to yep. say which ep- which episode or what season, but he's in there. And the fact that they got him before he is untimely passing, like, my God, what, what a blessing to like, you know, have Christopher Reeve in there and many other uh, su- legendary Superman um, contributors and actors yep. as well over the years. Like it's, it's truly an amazing show. And that's why I can't stop like raving about it. Like many years, even after seeing it, because this was my show, like growing up, especially here in the in the U.S. So, all right. So, um, speaking of Smallville, moving on a little bit because I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Man of Steel in in, in every episode of the podcast. I did just find out. <laughs> I did just find out. So, and this is legit. This is legit, right? So, Dan, one of our coworkers, Dan, has HBO Max, and he said he's never seen Man of Steel. And I was like, my ears just like widened like Dumbo's. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, buddy. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. I mean, to see that, to see that masterpiece for the first time, it's something I can't do anymore because I've seen it so many times, yeah. but it's still a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, so, and then finding out, of course, um, a few days ago as well, finding out uh, Pinhead has never had in and out Burger. He's only oh, had the fries. And, and, and this whole time, he was like shit-talking in and out And I was like, wait a minute. I wasn't shit-talking in and out no, he, he I was, was like... He was, I was, was shit-talking like, in and outs lines. The line, well, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. doesn't get the like, honest. You're you're like, like, I've just tried fits. the fries. I've just tried the fries. And, and like, I'm like... You know, it's just not really that good. And, and I, was I was like, like what the fuck? You just try the fries? How do you just try the fries? Like, that's like... It's like having sexy time, but not going all the way. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, no, I'm serious. Like, you gotta, I mean, or like going, going, like having a three course meal and just like trying a bit of the first course and not going in the, you know. He didn't even, (laughs) dude, he didn't even have them animal style. It's like, you just had the salty fries. Dude, like that's dipping your toe in the pool, bro. Oh my God. What are you doing? Well, that's something we discussed. even well done. Was it was it Weldon Price? No, see, I didn't know about that either. I I recently uh, heard about that, and I was like, dude, I got to start doing that. Right, I need okay. to try that yeah. too. So, so uh, Pinhead, this is this is the recommendation from from the resident fat guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, fat guy to fat guy. Yeah, double double, animal style. Uh, Weldon fries. If you want animal style Weldon fries, that's fine. But you don't you don't have to. You can just ask for extra extra sauce on the side. Well, obviously, I gotta do well done because you're not the first to say it is. Yeah. It's well the done. best to go well done. So it it Someone rivals McDonald's we fries. That's that's how good that well done fries is. Okay. So. Yeah, and then and then let's once it, you let's... once you finish it all up and you eat it all, then you uh, put down your napkin and then you bust the nut because you're like, wow, that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but, we have uh, we have discussed it. We're gonna we're gonna rectify this. But uh, shout out shout outs to awful awful in Reno, Nevada. Little nugget, the best Rest burger in, I've ever had in my I life. Pee. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, rip. It's gone. Well, that's that's still the best burger I've ever had in my life. So, and I've had plenty of burgers in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're gonna rectify that grievance. Uh, so so Dan thought uh, your coworker thought that uh, Man of Steel was a masterpiece. No, he's he's never seen it. He's gonna oh. try. He's gonna try to see it this weekend as we're recording. Hopefully, he's already seen it. But okay. you know, and then, and I, I then wish I could be he, beside him and like watch ask it. Ask him like what, how he felt when the Superman snapped the shit out of uh, Zod's neck. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah. yeah! He'll probably like it. He'll like it. He'll, yeah. he'll be like, oh yeah, he had no choice. He had no oh, choice. and I think he also mentioned he hasn't seen Batman v Superman. So I'm oh, like, holy shit, buddy! Ultimate, we gotta ultimate, do like a ultimate edition, please, please have. We gotta do a sit edition. down. Yeah, man. You gotta do a sit down. Edition. There's no other yeah. edition. Jester, yeah, actually, now that you bring it up, Jester also hasn't seen the ultimate edition. Okay, oh, all right. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm saw, not surprised that you call yourself a Batman <laughs> fan for that. Hey, hey, I know, hey, right? Hey, hey. Wow, some oh, Batman fuck. fan. Whoa. We missed you, Cupcake. Whoa. I only saw it in the theaters and I was like, that was a dumpster fire and I never saw it again. So God. I know I know that was a horrible mistake. Oh, yeah, so when when Zack Snyder is a guest on this show, you're not going to be invited because <laughs> you just said dumpster fire. I'll be like, Zach, I don't know this fucking asshole. Dude, Wait, dude. but he, he's been part of your podcast for I don't know who he is. <laughs> don't, I just Zach. fucking I fired him. I fucking kicked him out. He said dumpster. He said BBS is a dumpster fire. Vince McMahon. I saw, I saw, I saw the Watchmen uh, for the first time, uh, and then I was like, you know what? It was okay, but then it wasn't until I saw what was it, oh the director's God. edition. Well, yeah, director's, director's cut. cut. Yeah, and I was like, this movie is amazing. So like, I know now that with his movies, I have to see either the director's cut or the ultimate cut. I can't just be the normie and go, oh, I saw the movie in the theater and then that's it was that, okay. You know, yeah, you have yeah. to you have to see their stuff or his his cuts. And he does, yeah, he does have his director's cuts. So I will be yeah. watching that. Yep. So we're definitely gonna talk a little bit more Zack Snyder, the God Snyder, a little bit later. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, you know it. You fucking know it. Hey, if I get him, a, if I get him as a guest, hey, hey. <laughs> time to time to tag him at every episode and hashtag Man of Steel. Zach, please, please come on from my boy so he can finally yeah. blow in his buddy Lee Dungarees and like meet you and like go to go to Man of Steel heaven. And like, if I get to meet Zack Snyder, I want him to take a picture. He's like he's Superman and I'm Zod. Like he's gonna snap my neck. <laughs> I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> was that before or after he like fucks you in the ass? Before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Gotta finish off the bang, you know what I'm talking Y'all about? Y'all don't oh, understand the, the fandom of Zack Snyder. Like, really. Hey, no, look look I, at it I this like way. Zack, I like Zack Snyder. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a great visual director. I, li- I like how he works. Okay? But I, I will... God, unless your your name is Guillermo del Toro, I will not suck any dick. <laughs> Well, okay. I didn't say I didn't say I was. Hold the you, fuck. You, hold you, the you, fucking you line. You're gonna do that, man. No, hold up. You <laughs> last you was it like, la, was like it last year? That. Was it last year or two years ago when I told you Zack Snyder was having a director's festival, like it was for his director's uh, cuts of uh, Dawn, was it Dawn of the Dead, Dawn of the yeah, Dead, Dawn Dead Watchmen, and Batman and v Superman. He had a yeah. fundraiser at the, one of the colleges in, uh, in SoCal. And you could go. He was going to have a Q&A after each screening of his director's cuts. And we were planning a trip to both of us to go to yeah. that screening to meet the guy and, like, be in the screen, be in his fucking presence. Um, and, and, in, and in that Q&A, someone, someone finally asked, like, about the Snyder cut. So this was, like, a year or two ago. So, and let's, just, let's not forget, hey, because of COVID, Warner Brothers... You know, the Snyder Cut is fucking happening. They're filming right now. And out of all the movies, we're going to see that shit. So hey, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for, for the podcast with Zack Snyder. Like, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike stammering and be like, hey, um, uh, uh, Mr. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's make this clear. He's a happily married man. I'm a happily married man. But hey, I, I, lo- but, I love, I love, I love Zack Snyder. But you guys can have like mutual, you know, admiration and. Fuck yeah. He's fucking, awesome. He's fucking Mike's awesome. He's fucking awesome. Mike's already like, got him. Or his, he's already got Zack Snyder on his celebrity to-do list. If he fucking oh, offered yeah. me a job, hey, like, wait, as an assistant, a as a gopher, I would Just fucking sir. say yes. You have a list. I heard you. You lick his boots. You, no, you no, have no, a list. No. I'm you saying, have a celebrity list that, yeah, that you would go so, gay for. So, yeah, yeah, Boba so, Fett's number one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. yeah so like you know everyone's got their celebrity to-do list if you know if i was gay so i'm sure mike even if he wasn't gay he would still take it from zach oh yeah wow oh yeah also ben affleck if ben affleck was a fucking guest here i'd be like that guy is not a fucking batman fan for calling batman v superman a dumpster fire (laughs) <laughs> don't know this guy <laughs> hey, but oh if Ben if Ben brings Anna the Armas I'll be like thank you Anna for bringing uh, Ben I back thought, I, thought you, I thought you meant you were going to yeah. clap those cheeks because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we can see we can see you clapping your hands yeah the listeners the, all the listeners can hear like <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Thank you." He's playing with his dingy. Hey, man, dude, and the Armas. Have you, have you guys seen the the new preview for the James Bond movie? Yes. Like, yeah, oh. it was great. Okay, well, we'll talk about it later. But like, geez. yeah, let's not yeah, get yeah. off the, the too Armas. much topic because we got uh, yeah, we got news to talk. We about. We got a ship to sell. Do we have news? Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> too much of this Snyder love. Oh wait, so yeah. how was your trip, Jester? Oh, it was pretty good, man. Um, I farted around in downtown Disney for a little bit, and I was actually kind of surprised. Ooh, They're big uh, timer. Well, you know, we figured since it's never going to open again, we were like, let's just 
I'm just gonna go, you know. And oh wait, hold on, never open, never gonna open again, Disneyland. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. It just seems like they just keep getting their hands slapped away every time they try. So, uh, I decided to go to downtown Disney and and walk around the shops and buy stuff I couldn't afford and. You know, so it, it what was... is this downtown so, Disney? Hold on, for us laymans. How do you buy stuff you can't afford? Did you swipe it with a five finger discount or what? Like I, <laughs> I, I, I fla- <laughs> he went Aladdin. Mickey Mouse is right yourself. behind you. Mickey Mouse in the South Park pandemic episode is oh, right behind dude, you, <laughs> dude. I was so afraid, I, like, because you know they're they're so on about the masks because they're specifically because they're like California's breathing down their neck. Man, I was terrified just to scratch my mouth, you know, like I thought they were going to be like, hey, put your mask. Don't do that. Don't bring, you know, I was so afraid. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, so, um, but, you know, they, they were doing their best to be friendly and, and still maintain that happy face, even though. You so, in other it. words, you were saying the Gestapo were there. Yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty nerve wracking. Putting um, their boots on all the fucking people just saying, keep your yeah. fucking mask on. From the house yeah. of mouse. Like, have a lovely day. Fuck you. Get <laughs> yeah, yeah. your money here. <laughs> I can't breathe, Mickey. I don't care. You're going to fucking suffer if you don't put that fucking mask back on, bitch. Yeah, I, I legit felt that way. I was <laughs> I was kind of nervous. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was surprisingly empty when I got there uh, around like 11 o'clock in the morning. What day did you go? Just for people I, to... Yeah, so I went on a Friday. Okay. Um, and it was very apocalyptic. <laughs> the parking lot was empty, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, is this where I was supposed and the to park?" Tumbleweeds were friends. Yeah, and I was like, "Hmm." So then you just literally pull up. I mean, there was parking right at the entrance, and I was like, "This is so weird," you know. Yeah. And you just walk right in, and they've got counters at the uh, at every door to count how many people are are in the stores at a time and um yeah so it was it was nice to get that little treat um because it's been a while but uh yeah no so i that's kind of what i did i just i bought a bought some junk bought kylo ren's lightsaber um because it was nice to had galaxy's edge yeah (laughs) yeah they had galaxy's edge uh, store now, Mike. You were saying what? What store did that replace at Downtown Disney? I believe it's the Wonderground Art Gallery. <laughs> okay, so they replaced that, and it was smaller than I thought it was going to be when I went. Uh, they had basically everything from every like probably the most popular items from every store at Galaxy's Edge in that one store, and there was just like one section for each thing, you know. And they had uh, a salesman for the lightsabers. Um, and then they had a checkout for like the droid. I think it's the build your own droid. Build the droid, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they but there wasn't no build your own droid. It was you you bought a C three PO or an R two D two or something like that. Huh. Interesting. Did they have any section for Star Trek shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck them. They ain't worth shit. Disney hasn't bought them yet, so fuck em. you might fuck have to em. wait. You might have to wait a while. I ain't waiting. Fuck them. <laughs> so, um, they had they had all their food carts there from like popular food carts from inside the store or inside the the park, 
there for your eating desire. But again, I was afraid to eat there because they, they had like a designated spot where you go sit like you have the plague. And then if you see somebody else there <laughs> sitting, you have to be like 20 feet away. Otherwise, they, you know, they, they talk at you like you got you need to move. You need to move. And I'm like, uh, you're too close. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, mm, I'm not going to eat here. And then uh, did they have any of that jizz milk from The Last Jedi? No, I was looking for that, okay. dude. I was looking for the blue the... milk or green milk. Yeah, well, was, the jizz milk from the last Jedi. <laughs> I was know, specifically looking. Jizz. Yeah, yeah, I was looking for that. Um, they did not have that. Oh, that's too fucking bad, man. I want some Martian jizz milk. I'm sure you would, and uh, <laughs> they 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 didn't have that there. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. How you? Sounds- you know? Sounds like an unforgettable happiest time at the happiest place. <laughs> yeah, I know. In the fucking gulag that you went to in downtown Disney. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was definitely an unforgettable experience. They walk you down the line to the metal detectors, you know, and they've got they've got cast members every six feet. Wear your masks, pull down your pants, bend over. Oh, we didn't even know and doing any of that and put what, your were you auditioning for and... the dangerous mind sequel or what like... i think sir i think while you were talking the mask fell down below your nose put that back up right now or i'm gonna kick you out of here and it's just like you know so it was a little weird it was strange but um, i understand they got to do what they got to do you know yeah yeah with with how strict they are over there yeah it makes sense as far as the whole state of california um, it's definitely in a different state. Um, well, it is a different state, but <laughs> they're, they're, the way, as far, yeah. as, I've heard, as, far <laughs> as far as I've heard, the um, the level of, I guess, the level of how they observe the pandemic is way different from, it is here in the state of Nevada. So, well, um, I mean, I, I went to Vegas for my anniversary, right? Oh yeah, happy so it, anniversary it, it, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you. happy thank anniversary, you. big dog. Thanks. Um it was pretty much exactly like what Jester said over in Vegas. Like the hotels won't let you in unless you wear a mask. Makes like, sense. And I was just like, wow. And like the, the security guards, yeah, we like you can you, you know, you have a choice of not wearing your mask outside, but if you come into the to the casino, to the hotel, you have to wear a mask. Otherwise we, kick you, otherwise we kick you out yep. and then the cops outside they force you to wear a mask <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was crazy really you're not wearing so, the mask out here so, so there's, there, like every I want to say every two blocks there's like cop cars in, in on the strip and and they had wow. uh like they had people like like undercover cops and undercover casino uh, employees and stuff like that, trying to bust people, like not wearing masks and stuff. Because I, I guess the fine for for people not or for hotels not uh, complying is like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Ooh, and then the the cops, the, I know. And then the cops can uh, give you a ticket 
for not wearing a mask. Damn. And see, I that's was just what people. <laughs> see, you know, that's, and, that's and how I was you just start like, getting these motherfuckers like, see, what did I tell you? Alex Jones told me. No, no, no. no. Bronx <laughs> guy, <laughs> <and> I told <laughs> you they're wearing a mask on the street. But, <laughs> this, this, this is the thing, though. Like, I, like my wife and I were just like we we were, you know, we were go, going about doing our business, social distancing and all that stuff, wearing our masks, and I never felt safer because I was just like. Like nobody, like we were in the in the casino. Nobody, like you, nobody was touching each other. Nobody was high fiving. Nobody. Well, was, you know, like, when you're walking down, when you're walking down, like, you, know, you know how you know how crazy like the, 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 the people are in in in, in well, Vegas and stuff. I'm sorry, but that sounds. He's so happy. He's like, no one was, no one was having a good time. No one no, was smiling. Like, no one was chewing bubble gum. No one was breathing air. It was a great time because but, no one got in my space. Exactly, dude. I was, I was, well, see, I was, was like, they were all so miserable, fun, just like me, and that made my day. Yeah. Kuya, of course, everyone's gonna follow the 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 rules when you're walking down the strip and you see a cop with his knee in somebody's neck, putting on a mask over his face, like, yo, here's your ticket. <laughs> no, but it was for for me. I was like, man, they should have done this in Arizona for like. You know, like the Nazis should have put the boot on their throat God. a little bit tighter next time. Was the mayor of Vegas there? Like, hey, <laughs> no, no mask. No, no, he wasn't there. He wasn't. Or she, she she's she, fucking yeah, crazy. She she's yeah, fucking. She's, she's a nutcase. She's a nutcase. That one. <laughs> but everybody, everybody's complying, which is the cool no, thing, was... right? Like everybody was just wearing, wearing masks just for you know. And then, like, of course, like when, you, when, you, when you sit down and I, when you sit down and eat, you know, you, you just take off your mask and that's it. And you go about, you know, do, do so you could business. take off your mask while eating. You didn't have oh, yeah. to just jam it in the mask and like, oh, <laughs> I'm no, no. pretending. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm glad that some people were, were actually freaking, you know, complying with the mask. Like some some people were just wearing like a goddamn T-shirt on their face. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> like, like that's We're not even trying. a mask. Like, it's We're like trying. It, I was just like, no, nah, I'm being a jerk. I get what you're saying. I just no, but it was fun. Like, you know, I had, I had, a, I had a, we like the the original plan for our anniversary because it was our fifth anniversary. Uh, we were gonna go overseas. We were gonna go to. Um, uh, Either Japan or Korea or something. Ooh. I can't. Oh man, I, I, I couldn't remember where, like, what what we were gonna do, but that that was the original plan. But then, you know, since you know, fucking Americans uh, can't, you know, can't go for shit. Follow, Your blue passport can't, can't, sucks. can't follow can't can't follow <laughs> directions like, like you know like other people in the world. Yeah. Well, man, you can't go anywhere. But else did, but did you and your wife had a, have a good time? Oh yeah, we we had a blast. Okay, um, that's that's what matters. That as long as you we, uh, and your wife yeah, have a good time. We, we kind awesome. of sort of lost uh, some money uh, gambling, but it was fun. I guess. I swear, well, welcome to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, even your no, money. No, it, 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 goes your money. To, it goes to Twitter or YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. that's that's great. Good to have you guys back. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pinnon and I were talking about it and we're like, we're really excited for Saturday to have the gang back together. So yep. this is awesome. As it's if you could tell you. All right, so we're moving on to we're just gonna get started right now with the big screen news. <laughs> so, so I figured we'd start with the uh, big screen news first. So anything with the movie theaters. So this one, uh, Jester sent me earlier this week, and I thought, hey, 
we contributed to that, this shit. So Cinemark, we got to tag you right now. You got to sponsor us or something like shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, Cinemark, it says here, Tenet spurs private watch party business boom for Cinemark theaters. There so, of course, go. Tenet is uh, the first major blockbuster Hollywood film that debuted since the pandemic. I mean, there's there's been other uh, new films, but nothing as big as Tenet. And um, we were we were well aware that Christopher Nolan, of course, wanted Tenet to debut in big screens. There's no way it was going to go to streaming first. And we did schedule that private watch party, um, I believe, the first week of its opening. And then before that, we did watch The Empire Strikes Back. That was back in August. We watched The Empire Strikes Back for our first uh, in-theater private watch party experience at Cinemark um, since the pandemic began. And it was nice. Again, so with these private watch parties, for an older movie, uh, you can you you're basically going to pay ninety nine dollars, and you can get twenty people in in that theater, and that uh, you pick your time and your date. You can get twenty up to twenty people in. You don't need to have twenty people. You can have less than twenty people. You can even just have a date with your special someone, and that's pretty cool. I mean, who would have thought you could have you could buy out a movie theater for what? a hundred bucks. I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal. So anyway, yeah, we did that for the empire strikes back. And we did that of course for tenant um, for tenant. We had about uh, for a new newer movie like tenant, it cost $149. So but basically 150 bucks, which is still not bad because you get to watch uh, a brand new movie with, you know, people that, you know, so of course it makes people feel safer. And that's why these private watch parties are really popular with Cinemark. And then I noticed, of course, another theater chain that's local here is Galaxy Theaters. They also started that as well. And I believe, um, I'm not sure which other theater chain also has now started doing those um, private watch parties. So it's uh, this is from Deadline.com. And it mentions here, of course, this is an exclusive. It says, uh, chaotic times call for creative measures. And in the midst of a box office that's been greatly impacted by the pandemic, not to mention the lack of major studio tentpoles, Exhibition is thinking outside of the box to restore moviegoer confidence and encourage their return to the cinema. In a few words, private watch parties. So it's another option that exhibitors like Cinemark have been offering moviegoers the opportunity uh, to privately rent a movie theater and watch it with a group of individuals you're comfortable with. So... And that's basically been keeping them, you know, in business. Aside from the older movies, like for Halloween, they've got Beetlejuice, Halloween, and Hocus Pocus right now. You could schedule a private watch party. Um, and, of course, we've got some uh, – ever since uh, Tenet debuted, we've all also had a few other newer movies like New Mutants. You could do that, but we weren't really feeling – New Mutants, like 99 bucks. I mean, I know it's a deal, but nah, I don't know. <laughs> so oh, I remember when uh, when Regal announced that they were going to close down and Cinemark was like, we're not. <laughs> and then they were just like, we're doing private watch parties, man. Come on. And I was like, dude, that's the way to go right now. It's just the way to do it. Right. And the, the thing with uh, Regal, I know they have, a, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they have a large market in california and a lot of theaters in california aren't open yet though there is some um this week i saw cinemark is going to be opening like in san francisco and other areas in california so which is a good thing um and it also mentions here um it's had a double effect 
So positive on the box office, positive to help us just cover our costs during a weekend product lineup and encouraging people to come back that might otherwise have been a little hesitant. So this is uh, Zerati. I guess this is the CEO of, um, the C- yeah, Mark Zerati, the CEO of Cinemark. So he says that- them for doing this. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, men- he also mentions audiences that have in turn had a good experience and every person that walks out talks to 10 other people. So of course, the, the, the word of mouth. And when I did post about that on um, social media, I got people asking me like, how did you do this? How were you able to, you know, for the Empire Strikes Back, like when I saw that on the list, like I was like, that's the first one we were going to do because it's the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. It's been a while since I've seen that on you know on the big screen so why not um there are other territories of course got different movies the other way to also go is uh, drive-in theaters they were the first ones because that one you can completely social distance in your own car you don't have to you know be in like an enclosed space so they're having unless you holler at the other car and be like hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> right which they're actually strict about in the drive-in they they did mention uh for the local drive-in here for west wind drive-in if you go to watch, they only allow a certain amount of cars in there and you cannot step out of your car and just hang out or go to another car. No, you I've, have... I've been to, I've been to some, so many driving uh, movie theaters. I've never seen a driving movie. Really? Cause he's usually doing something else. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure like, everybody huh? else there is doing the same thing. Clapping <laughs> cheeks, fogging up the windows, the clock. <laughs> yeah. Sure. In a time of COVID, I, I heard I heard it was a good movie experience. You know, so. yeah, yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> I'm gonna poke a hole in my popcorn box and go there right now. There you go. So that's Cinemark. Hey, so again, I did it, in it. So hey, yeah, that's true. I'll pay for tenant. Yep. So yeah, uh, we're still hoping that we're still gonna get Wonder Woman in December because that is the last uh, tentpole film that will possibly be releasing if it still holds. Um, if they change it to next year, then that's it for the rest of the year. I mean, we're still going to get, you know, cl- I'm sure they're going to have classic movies for the holidays and Christmas, but it's nothing like going to see a brand new movie. So I'm really hoping that we still get to do a private watch party for Wonder Woman 84 because it's going to be huge. I mean, people are going to want to see a brand new movie especially that one that's been delayed now for over a year so all right so moving on uh, of course ghostbusters afterlife has now been officially moved to a summer 2021 release so no surprise of course a lot of theaters um studios are shifting their schedules around and ghostbusters afterlife is the latest to uh, be moved to now uh, june 11 2021 and that's exactly 37 years after the original film wow which is i feel feel old bro (laughs) yeah that's a long time so so and that that's the interesting thing because like ghostbusters and wonder woman like movies that have tie in like black widow tie in merchandise and uh promotions they had the Ghostbusters toys at Walmart. They've had the, the Wonder Woman stuff, the toys, the dolls, the T-shirts at Walmart. And same with Black Widow. So they pushed them out, but then the movie's not there to support the merchandise. So I don't know how that affects their sales of like, you know, because usually when you've got a big movie, 
you know, you take a family, you take your kids to see Black Widow or that new Marvel movie. You go to Walmart, hey, daddy, I want the new Hulk or I want the new Black Widow toy or, you know, whatever. Then it helps support, you know, the sales of the merchandise. But now that you don't have that movie, that'll be interesting. And I'm curious to see if they held back some of that merchandise for when they actually release that movie as well. So they'll have more. So I just thought that was fascinating. And then, of course, moving on to uh, James Bond. I thought this was interesting because I was like, why did the what, what, what did the James Bond crew do? So uh, the No Time to Die crew for the 25th James Bond movie dumped $70,000 worth of soda for an insane James Bond motorcycle stunt. And I was like, how the hell do you spend $70,000 on a motorcycle stunt? And of course, lo and behold, they actually used Coca-Cola. Um, so they basically dumped $70,000 worth of Coca-Cola. That's basically 8,400 uh, 8, gallons to be scattered on the roadways of Matera, Italy, because the soda, Coke, makes the surfaces sticky. And I'm sure if you've seen the trailer with Bond riding that motorcycle, like when, when he's, of course, it's not going to be, um, what's his name, Daniel Craig, on that, you know, for those dangerous stunt shots, you've got the stuntman. But when they're riding or zipping through those, those streets, since they dumped that, all that Coke on the streets, it makes the, the streets much stickier so the tires can grip a little bit better. And I just thought, yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. It was like, holy shit, $70,000 on soda just to dump it all. That's kind of a waste, too. <laughs> well, I mean, if it keeps the crew safe during those stunts. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I would have never, never thought to do anything like that. That's very impressive. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Whatever keeps fucko and bucko like, safe from going home to their mom and their dad or whatever. Like, <laughs> they could, just, You know, they could have paid, like, Pepsi like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, but fuck <laughs> Pepsi because it's not good enough. It's not good enough for yeah, James Bond. Pepsi doesn't no, stick either, to either. the fucking asphalt like that. So. Yeah. Pretty so yeah. I'd like to see it, does, it doesn't clean it, it doesn't clean engines like Coke does. Exactly. Or, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck, fuck Pepsi. Milk, milk paint and all that shit. Yeah. So I do want to see the next James Bond when, when we see when we get that movie. I'd like I to see wait. Bond like drink a bottle of Coca Cola, and then or maybe like <laughs> shake like, not stirred. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like he'll Shaky he'll pop stirred. he'll pop open a bottle and like scatter it on the road like before he rides <laughs> his motorcycle. <laughs> How do you like your Coke? Shaking, not stirred. <laughs> so, speaking of James Bond, I forgot to add this real quick, but I can easily Google search it. I did just read this, so. Uh, there was there was a deal actually. Um, the studio for James Bond, which is I'm trying to remember right now off the top of my head, uh, MGM, right? The, the studio that owns Bond, the rights to Bond. So here, this is from Variety.com. So we're moving over a bit, but still still staying within James Bond. Um, so the from Variety.com, title of the article is James Bond film No Time to Die explored a $600 million sale to streaming services. Mm -hmm. So they did. So they try, they talked to uh, Apple, Netflix, and other streaming services explore the possibility of acquiring no time to die. So of course it was originally, originally slated to debut last April, but then of course it got postponed to November. And then now, of course, it got pushed back to 2021. <laughs> and since they did that, that's when Cineworld, which is, I believe, the UK, uh, UK partner of Regal, 
decided to shut down the theaters because we're not getting bond. Well, we're not going to be open. Okay. So, you know, yeah, pretty much. We're not getting bond. Fuck it. So, you know, so I thought that was interesting that they were willing to do a deal for like $600 million, which when you think about it, 600 million, that's roughly equating like a worldwide gross for the box office. That's us yeah. and worldwide. So, you know, but then of course, I'm surprised that they still didn't because they could have made their money then, but uh, they took the deal. Yeah, but I guess it, it the the deal fell through. Um, it says here MGM reportedly lost between thirty million to fifty million due to the delays of the Bond film, and then of course uh, discussions have been the topic du jour uh, in Hollywood this week because again they are like we've seen some. You know, uh, some movies already being released to streaming, but of course, others, they're really trying. And it, it makes sense because if if something happens, you know, to if the continued uh, devastation happens to these movie theaters, then there's a chance that they won't reopen again. Unless, the, and this, I was listening to uh, the latest episode of uh, Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Unless, of course, there is a company that buys out all these movie theaters that's shutting down. Uh, and what's the one company that can afford to buy all these movie theaters? Disney. It's Amazon. Disney. Disney or Amazon. Amazon. Dis- Amazon. Disney could do it, but um, Mark Bernardo was specifically speaking. Amazon could do it, uh, basically, because they, um, they were talking about coming to America, which we did talk about in the last episode. Coming oh. to America <laughs> is, is getting the... Uh, getting the Amazon Prime deal. They're debuting it there. I don't believe for an extra charge. We're just getting it. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get to see it uh, right there on the Prime, Prime Video uh, app. So Mark Bernard had mentioned that what Amazon did to bookstores and grocery stores, they've essentially redone. And they're now really introducing their own Amazon Go store where you walk in, there's no cashier. You put stuff in your pocket. You, there's even a grocery store now with a cart. You put stuff there. It'll weigh it on the cart. Everything. It's crazy. So what? the fact that they can do that now, they can also do with basically movie theaters where they buy out all these movie theaters and they're going to own you know, their own movie theaters. And it's going to allow them to be in the running for Oscars, which actually this year they just changed it, of course, because of the pandemic. The Oscars before you could not have a streaming movie, a movie that's streamed on a service like Netflix, unless that movie, that said movie also debuted in a movie theater for at least, I believe, two weeks. And that's why some Netflix films that won an Oscar, like I can't remember which one uh, recently, but Irishman, I think. Yeah. So that's one. And then I forgot the other one, the black and white film or something that, um, released also on Netflix, they actually released those theatrically for a few weeks just to qualify for the Oscars. But of course, this year, they ch- the Oscars changed that. Movies now that have, uh, that have streamed in theaters or that have streamed at home are now, if I'm not mistaken, in the running as well, just because so it's just screwed Hubie everything Halloween up. Halloween is going to be no best, best direction. Hubie <laughs> Halloween, baby. Adam Sandler has got to get his Oscar. <laughs> Hey, oh Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey could actually be a run, be in the running. So, For like best costume design, possibly, yeah. So yeah, you sense. know, and who knows what else? <laughs> so that'll be really interesting. Best egg sandwich scene ever. 
Point. Yeah, exactly. Best egg sandwich scene. That's about it. Yeah. Like, so it, it, it'll be costume design, set dressing. It won't be anything major. Yep. So yeah, switching gears to Disney. The, of course, they uh, released the latest trailer for their upcoming animated film that's going to be debuting next, I believe, next March. Here we go. So this is called Raya, <laughs> Raya and the Last Dragon, and the title character is uh, this is actually yeah. So this I was thinking this is Pixar. It's not a Pixar. It's Walt Disney Pictures, but it's not Pixar. So. This is the 59th film produced by the studio. And then, of course, uh, the premise is basically uh, long ago in the fantasy world of Kumandra, humans and dragons lived together in harmony. But when sinister monsters known as the Droon threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned and it's up to a lone warrior, Raya, to track down the last dragon in order to finally stop the Droon for good. However, along her journey, she'll learn that it'll take more than dragon magic to save the world. It's going to take trust as well. And the character, the title character, Raya, is voiced by none other than everyone's favorite resistance fighter. Hell yeah. Kelly Marie Tran. Hell Rose yeah. Tico. That's her. And I think it looks great. It looks awesome. She's fighting this mysterious ninja guy. She's using, um, is it called Arnis or is it Eskrima? Eskrima sticks. You can say Cali sticks, Eskrima sticks, Arnis sticks. So it's Filipino martial arts. Yeah, so it is Filipino martial arts. And that's what really got me excited. And it's Uh, actually, it's actually when you when you see it, the choreography lo- I thought looks great. It looks it looks awesome. I, I showed it. I well, okay. Well, hold, hold, hold on. For, <laughs> I don't I don't know what are they specifically targeting the Filipino heritage or what heritage are they? Southeast targeting? Asian. It's, it's, it's Southeast Asian. Southeast much. Asian. So, so it's Th- Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, okay. Myanmar. Okay, because uh, the because prem- the premise uh, is not okay. what I expected from. What they were gonna from like the posters that we saw. Did a you guys while watch ago. the trailer? Did you guys watch the trailer? I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks good. It looks. I'm intrigued. I don't know how I'm. I feel about it right now. I'm just. I'm interested enough to watch it. Like it looks interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. And I. I showed it that morning. I was excited to show it to my my wife and my daughter, and my little boy, and they were excited. It looks really cool. Um, yeah. The fact that she's using those Eskrima sticks. I like fuck yeah! It's not a Filipino. We're close enough. She's a sister. She's a cousin, but she's fucking using her sticks. So I'm like, fuck yeah! That's awesome. So, um, so they're gonna be selling Eskrima sticks for like eighty dollars in. Disneyland. <laughs> well, as long as they li- as long as they light up, sold. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So, yeah. Okay. So like, okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead. It's brave, but uh, Southeast Asian. Style. Oh come on! This sounds more different than brave. Uh, yeah, because you're not seeing it's a, a family. Mission. It's a mission. It's a it, it's 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 independent. It's girl power, which is cool. I, I like it. I like the fact that uh, they're they're doing like uh, like ima- imaginative stuff now. So it's you know why can't they say ancient 
Asia or ancient, whatever. Why does it have to be a fantasy land? Right, right. You know, like they're they're using they're using uh, historical stuff, like the the hats, the the hat right. Raya has. Yeah, is a is a farmer's hat in Southeast Asia. Right. Um, the the rattan sticks are training tools for for fighting. Um, the real tools for Philippine martial arts are actually swords that that will actually kill you. But you know the the sticks will actually you, you can you can die from the sticks also. So but right, I, I'm just saying this because uh, I I practice Filipino martial arts and I'm just saying this as as somebody who who's watching it with with the technical eye just because of I'm you know I'm looking at it as is. A lot of Hollywood movies have been bastardizing Filipino martial arts and since the '80s, right? And they they change it. They call it kenpo. Um, they call it uh, uh, aikido with uh, what what's his name? Fucking uh, Seagal. Steven Seagal with the with the pool sticks, right? And he was like doing doing all those. Yeah, technically that's Philippine martial arts. That's what he's doing. Um, a lot of the stunt the stunt people uh, who coordinators, um, un, unless your name is uh, Yen Wu Ping. Um, a, lot, a lot of the stunt uh, coordinators in Hollywood, they use Filipino martial arts because it's absolutely beautiful to look at. So hmm. I didn't know. I, that. I want. I I really want to honor the, the 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 art itself through the movie. But again, this is this is for kids, so I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt, and I'm gonna be like, okay, it's gonna be fun. Uh, right. The fact that, that she she was holding it properly was kind of cool. Right, right. Well, so it's it's mentions here. So inspired by Southeast Asian cultures from Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Myanmar, Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, and Laos. To conduct yeah. research, the filmmakers and the production team traveled to Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, Indonesia, and the Philippines, which I respect. At least they did their due diligence. And that's why you're seeing that she's holding it properly, you know. And oh, yeah. I think I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I'm still waiting for to see, you know for that movie to for for that one movie, whether it's a Disney movie or a big budget Hollywood uh, movie, where it's like a Filipino family or a Filipino main character. But I think it's a, it's a, a step in the right direction. It'll take some time. I mean, we got crazy rich Asians, which for Asians anywhere, you know, as far as seeing a cast, a full Asian cast. Um, on the big screen, that was really exciting to see, because you know we haven't seen one like a movie like we, that since the Joy we, Luck we've Club. Had, we've had some Filipino Americans that that played big roles, um, right? But I'm talking but about like, like a, a a Filipino focused like story, not just like oh. a Filipino actor. You know what I mean? Like I think well, you were you, have, you have to write that script. Like, you can't. It's it's not anybody else. You have to write that script. Right. I'm fucking getting on it. I'm getting on it. <laughs> I need to bust that, out my notebook. That is true because Hollywood's not going to do it. You're going to have to do it yourself. Yep. Right. Right. They then, they will never do it. I mean, you can look at what they've done with African Americans in this in this industry. They don't give a fuck about you. Right. They they hardly give a fuck about African Americans in this business. They they're, definitely they're, don't give a fuck. They're going to write something about. You're going to have to do it yourself. Like, it took Guillermo, it took Guillermo del Toro. To write the scripts that he did to break through to get the Oscars he did, it nope. took it took all of his buddies to do what they did to make twenty one grams and shit like that. You're gonna you're gonna have to do it yourself. Yeah, so Hollywood gonna, will not do it for you. I'm gonna call my boy Zack Snyder. 
Be like, yo. Yeah? <laughs> Call your boy Zack Snyder and tell Ben Affleck to put on some too. Because yeah. he can help out. Yeah. And then him I and also... Buddy Matt, him and his buddy Matt have all those fucking... There you go. Those, those charities. He, he can help out too. So... So I like those apples. <laughs> what do I? Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> so I wanted to clarify this connection. And Kui, I know you've read more comics than I have. So as far as uh-huh. Night Nightwing, the first Extreme Robin, is, is is that confirmed? Those are those are extreme. Those are those those are not canon. shock sticks. Those those are not shock sticks. Like like so, any, every motherfucker thinks those those are not tanfas. Those are not batons. They are Eskrima sticks. It's been confirmed that um, one of one of Dick Grayson's favorite martial arts is um, Filipino martial arts because of the fact that it's very oh, fluid, shit. very fast, very acrobatic, very stylish. And he he is actually a better Filipino martial artist than Batman. So that's <laughs> been confirmed. So, that's fucking so awesome. I love it. And that and so not to drag it out, but for those of us especially out in the listening world, you haven't clarified what are excrement or eczema sticks? Like, what the fuck are... Okay, so eskrima sticks. Okay, so eskrima or eskrima sticks are lightweight fighting sticks commonly made out of wood from the rattan vine. They are used in the martial arts discipline of eskrima, which was developed by the working class of the Philippines around the 15th century. Or older, but again, every everybody has their own uh, thing of it. Um, basically, like how how uh, people learn how to fence in Europe, uh, Southeast Asians, um, the the Filipinos, they they learned their own, or they they followed, or they created their own system of fighting. Uh, the the system of fighting that they used are is a killing art. So basically, you're you're there to kill your opponent. Basically, the the sticks are there for training purposes, so that you won't you, you can harm them, but you can't you don't have to maim them or kill them. So, the 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 sticks are used uh, for 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 the protection of the opponent as well. Just 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 to you know you'll feel it if somebody somebody whacks you with a with a screamer stick or or, or like you know, a hardwood stick or a rattan stick or any anything like that any blunt object you, you're gonna feel it but yeah. you know imagine if somebody hits you with a with a machete with the same uh with the same vigor you know you're not gonna have a hand anymore right so <laughs> that's that's basically what the, the the sticks are used for um, Dick Grayson used it uh, in the comic books just because he doesn't want to maim anybody. So right. another another comic book person that used the scream of sticks is uh, Night Thrasher from uh, Ooh, New Warriors. Yeah, that's in, right. Uh, Marvel. And yeah, but um, uh, yeah, Dick uh, Dick Grayson loves uh, Filipino martial arts. That's what that's what uh, according to the comic book canon. Yeah, ah, oh, that's fucking awesome. So that they are the um, last I heard that Nightwing movie, that Nightwing solo movie. This has been like probably a few years ago now. They were supposed to the director of the Lego Batman movie. He was gonna direct that Nightwing movie, but it was taking them a while to cast the the right Dick Grayson because whoever it was gonna be has to it, be athletic. It, no, no, it, it just, didn't matter. It didn't matter who. Um, who they because you can t- you can teach somebody uh, right. how to how to do the basic movements and that, that's basically what all you need to do is just the you know the movements uh, has to be authentic and um, 
fun fact uh when when uh, Ben or not Ben Affleck when Matt Damon was casted uh as uh, Jason Bourne he had to learn uh, Filipino martial arts really to, uh, to to do the moves that he did wow because because um uh, Jason Bourne's uh, uh, ability to fight is is based on Philippine martial arts and silat and uh, crab maga awesome. and com- you know close quarter combat and all that stuff. So the 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 people that uh, that did the movies, um, the stunt coordinator Jeff Imada, uh, who is a follower of um, of uh, Bruce Lee for Jeet, Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, he um, he learned uh, Filipino martial arts from uh, uh, Jet, uh, uh, Bruce Lee's uh, best friend Dennis Dennis Sando. So that's so he's, uh, that's awesome. So he learned he, he learned Filipino martial arts, and then like this is what he shows because the the, the 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 all the stunt coordinators know that it looks good. Like and again, if you look at born uh, fight scenes, they're they're visceral. They're they're very yeah. you know automatic. You know, it's very right. It's very, it's de- it looks deadly. Yeah, you know, you, and the way he moves. Yeah, even in that first movie, I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Like, am I seeing like what you, I'm you seeing? Know, you can stab somebody with a pen. You can you can you can hit some. You know, knock somebody out with a with a damn book if you want to. Right. And and, and all that stuff. Magazine of Justice. Oh yeah, the the, the magazine of Justice. Yep. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I've actually tried that. If you, I rolled up magazine. It oh, it hurts. He rolled it, he rolled that bastard up tight too. I was yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it hurts. See, and, yeah, all that, that, that Matt it, Damon needed to do in the board was like be like putang in a mo, like you know, like <laughs> fucking cuss, cuss the... <laughs> No, but like he like Matt Damon from that point on has been practicing uh, a little bit of uh, Filipino martial arts just because he says like he he loves it. He just like he says like it it made him like a much better uh, action. Uh, actor than 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 anything. So so, it made him pre- prepared for, for for pretty much any action movie that he'll ever do, which is pretty much the rest of the Bourne movies. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So in that Nightwing solo movie, whenever that happens, I hope that they pay proper tribute, and I hope that we see Dick Grayson in the fucking Philippines training and learning like from someone like one of the like masters there, where he like learns an old to, guy, with, like an yeah. old guy. From yeah. like in the in the old province. Oh, show me that shit. Oh, that's gonna make me fucking oh. cry. Like he's in the Philippines. Like or Robin have, yeah. or something. Like I don't know. Like I, again, uh, you know, R- Raya to me is is a good promise, just because um, a lot of girls they they feel you know they they feel like you know they they need like something you know a lot of little girls right like they need a lot of some role models in regards to that from, from what i see from raya raya is a very confident uh character like she knows her purpose she knows what she needs to do and she's gonna do it and she she learned from whatever she was trained to do you know right so I was, i'm just like oh okay cool so there, there's no i mean te- technically she is a disney princess but there's no princess in her you know right. you know what i mean so I'm just again I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, when I saw the fighting, I was just like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they did a jump kick. Really, they, like we don't do jump kicks, but okay, that's fine. It looks good, I guess. <laughs> right, so. right. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we've got the Power Rangers movie reboot, and the TV universe are going to be connected. So they're going to be a, there's going to be a brand new reboot. 
for the TV series. The Power Rangers TV series, if you weren't aware, they have been going on since forever. Like every few years, they'll have a brand new version of it. Dino Thunder, you name it, Jungle Force. Galaxy Storm. Yeah, and there's always something on the toy shelves. And the Ninja fact that Turtle, fucking, they're selling, yeah, know. there's actually a crossover of Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles in the comics, and I heard that was doing pretty well. Oh, so that's pretty cool, yeah. Um, so if you weren't aware, Saban, who used to own Power Rangers, sold it to Hasbro a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that Saban let it go. Um, there's a great documentary series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. And when you watch those episodes, there's an episode dedicated to Star Wars, Hello Kitty, Barbie, I think G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe, and there's one dedicated to Power Rangers. And the interest, the, the history of the Power Rangers is fascinating, you know, and the fact that how Saban came up with the idea. It's basically a Japanese TV show, and they everything that the, the footage of the Rangers fighting is from that original Super Sentai show. And they just shoot the actors that in their like Wait, red, red su- attire. You said Super Hentai. What? Super Sentai. Sentai. Oh, sent- yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So okay. we're not so we're not talking about sure. hentai in this episode, but I guess Ooh. we are now. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. Um, that's a that's a little uh, like you know Super Hentai. Like I was like I, I've seen hentai. I've never seen Super Hentai. I'm like damn. <laughs> Yeah, um, out of all the the different variations of the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin is still my favorite. I still enjoy that first movie, even if they fucking... You like the the classifications that the white guy is the leader? There's the the black guy. No, I like Jason. (laughs) I I, I like Jason. Red Ranger is my favorite. I'm always fucking Red Ranger. The white guy. So you like the white guy. I got you. Yellow the, Ranger and Black Yellow Ranger. Yellow Ranger's the Asian, right? The black guy. You got well, the Chinese well, girl. Now, in a in a very uh, politically correct world, you can't have that, Jesus. right? So, dude, oh, and, mix and it up. Make the black guy the Red Ranger. In a car this, accident. Is, this is something for, for the fans of the, the, the show, and this is for the new fans of the, of the Power Rangers. The Green Ranger is not a Power Ranger, okay? He was, he was a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, really. He was a bad guy. And then he became the White Ranger. And, and then, now and then, and he's still he a beca- fucking ranger after all and, these years. And then and then he he did his hero's journey, and then he became an anti-hero, and everybody loves him, so everybody claims he's a ranger, but he's not. Okay, guys? <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's, let's just put, put a stop to that already. Right. Okay? Um, I get what you're saying, but To, to be honest with wrong, you, the, so. the, 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 the la- I saw... I, I, just because I was bored, I saw the last movie, the, the last live action movie, right? Right. And 2017. That, was, that wasn't bad. That was fucking awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I was waiting. No, that wasn't bad at all. Cause like there, there's like very distinct, like, you know, like I think the, one of the, one of the, the kids is like uh special needs, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, he like, was, he was on the autism spectrum. Yeah. Billy. Okay. Yeah. Billy that's was. Like, I was like, Ranger. yeah. I was just like, I was. Wasn't like, that the Blue, the Blue Ranger? Or yeah, Ranger, that's the yeah. Blue Ranger, Billy. Yeah, I fucking love that 2017 it was, movie. It was good. I was just like, I was just watching it. I was just. It like, was. Wow. It was so fucking good. I was like, when's the fucking sequel? I drove to Krispy Kreme, an hour and a half away, to get the Power Rangers donuts. I have four <laughs> copies. I'm serious. I have. <laughs> 
Of course, that's when we went to Sacramento. Like, I told my wife, hey, you want some donuts and stuff like Krispy Kreme? Because we don't have one here anymore, right? And then she's like, okay. And like, I walk out. I still have the box. I still have the Power Rangers box of like, it's cool, dude. It's got all the colors. Fuck, dude. It's awesome. And I went to. Went, okay, so, so not too long ago when Toys R Us was still open, Toys R Us had all the Power Rangers shit. I bought every variation of the Red Ranger. And I was like, this is fucking... The first five minutes of that movie, when... Z- mm. when we- oh, spoilers, but when Zordon is like the Red Ranger, I'm like, holy fucking shit, this is fucking awesome. He's like crawling. They're like... They're like Pretty much the other Rangers are dead. And Rita is like the Green Ranger. I was like, holy shit. I fucking love this take. Like, give me more of that. Like, you could have just given me more of that, like, prequel as a whole movie. But those five minutes, I was like, I was... I was sucked right in. And after the movie, it was like, I, I love the fact in the movie that they built up to morphing as a Power Rangers. It wasn't just like, like it's morphing time. And like, let's go. Like, you know, it wasn't like that. It took them a while to work as a team and to actually connect with the morphing grid. So yeah, that 2017 movie, I think is absolutely great. You've got a great cast. Um, unfortunately, they never got to follow. It did not make the box office it needed though it did make the toy sales you're welcome so you know um thank you yeah, yeah you, got, you gotta thank mike for buying all the toys for that, so. <laughs> and then to when, the when toys r us was closing down and they were clearancing the shit out hey clearance baby i'm all for that so yeah it's unfortunate that we're not getting a sequel with from that 2017 movie with that same cast because it they, was they a should, yeah just continue it with that cast like pink ranger I, was hot bro Fuck yeah, Jasmine. Uh, what's her name? And now they've 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 got on to do their own thing. Um, Red Ranger as well. Speaking of which, there is there has been another variation of uh, the Power Rangers where the Red Ranger is black. So this is like within the last five or ten years, I think. So they've mixed nice. it up, which is good. I mean, fuck them. They'll all be in porn films in ten years anyway. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so Power Rangers cast. So you've got. Deeker Montgomery, also known as Jason Lee Scott, Red Ranger. Naomi Scott is Kimberly Hart, so she's the Pink Ranger. So, of course, Deeker Montgomery is also seen in Stranger Things Season yeah. 2 and 3 as uh, Billy, right? Is it Billy there? Yeah. yeah. And then you've, yeah. Got, you've got Becky G, who plays Trini as the Yellow Ranger. So Becky G is actually also a huge Latina pop star. And then you've got Ludi Lin, who plays uh, Zach Taylor, aka the Black Ranger, who, who was uh, great because you've got yeah, like the, the, everybody had issues, right, in that movie. Yeah, like uh, yeah. The, the the mom is sick, sick for the Black Ranger, I think. Yes, she was really she was pretty much bedridden. She was taking care of her. He wasn't going to school. And then RJ yeah. RJ Siler, who plays Billy Cranston, is uh, the Blue Ranger, and he was on the autism spectrum. And then Elizabeth Banks plays Rita Repulsa. Brian Cranston is Zordon, which I thought was just genius casting. Yep. And then Bill, Bill Hader is Alpha 5. And then, of course, here's a fun fact. So Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad fame, uh, he plays Zordon in this movie. Many years ago, he actually voiced, if I'm not mistaken, voiced one of the monsters in the original Mighty Morphin uh, series. So that's why... You've got, you've got Blue Ranger, Billy Cranston. His last name Cranston is actually taken from the last name of Brian Cranston. 
So that was a cool Easter egg that they inserted there many years ago. So, but yeah. Um, so they're, they're talking about now merging this brand new movie reboot and TV series. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, when they do that. Um, basically, it seems like they're basically marvelizing this franchise because you've got Marvel, uh, the Marvel Disney Plus series now connecting with the larger MCU um, movie verse. So they're taking a page out of uh, Disney and Marvel. So, yep. That's the Power Rangers. Uh, next up, of course, we've got Fast and Furious. So they're ending, uh, they're ending the series with a two-part movie. So we're going to get uh, a total of 11 movies. So we're going to get in, 10 in and space, 11. space, right? In fucking outer space, right? That's the uh, only, that's the final frontier. That's what they're saying. So right? we'll see. Uh, we will see. I'm so glad they're finally wrapping up that. So my, enough's a fucking enough. Yeah, and of course, uh, Vin Diesel's got to say family one more time. And of course, John Cena will be like, John Cena will be like, I love you, brother. I can't wait to see this movie in the theater with Pinhead as John Cena graces the screen. I I'd rather get my cock crushed through a fucking car door than watch this shit. Because. I only go by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that'll be interesting. But hey, yeah, for, for I heard all. Vin Diesel's uh, single, by the way, that you guys were telling me about. I listened to his single. God, what, yeah. a gym, what a gym that was. No, it wasn't. It was, it was right on the level with Steven Seagal's country music. Like, fuck yeah, here we go. Yeah, so like, you gotta be a you gotta be a real meth head to enjoy that shit. No, it was like listening to the Iron Giant trying to sing. It was, it was <laughs> no, it was worse actually because the Iron Giant didn't know any fucking better. <laughs> yeah, so if you're curious, if you guys are listening, you can look up uh, "Feel Like I Do" by Vin Diesel, and he dropped this single, uh, and it's considered dance. It's in the category dance yeah, for 2020. That's what makes me really fucking laugh. <laughs> You're a real Kylie Minogue fucking Vin Diesel. Yep. Shit. So, but hey, for all, you know, the Fast and Furious now, like for all, all that it's getting, for all the shit that it's getting, it still brings in the big bucks. So, yeah. um, we're it doesn't un- really get shit anymore. Like, it doesn't it, seem like it gets shit anymore. It seems like it's, 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 a general consistency that everybody loves it for just being the big brain dead dumb fun that it is. Yeah. I don't, right, I don't right. know anybody anymore now. Like before, back in the day, yeah. But now people are like, yeah, Fast and the Furious. I can't wait for another brain dead fucking entry in the fucking series. <laughs> like, oh, they're creaming in their jeans. So there's no, yeah, back in the day that was the issue. But no, there's nobody really shitting in their pants. They, they should have. They should have stopped when. Uh... When uh, what's his name died? Paul Walker. Yeah, they should have stopped when Paul Walker died, but they, yeah, you can't Holly, Hollywood can't leave well enough alone when they saw that Paul Walker dollars come in. They made right. a fucking record-breaking amount of money, so Hollywood can't help themselves. So fuck it, let's make more because eh, fucking everybody be damned as long as we're making money. Exactly, and, and that's why when that I think was it six was the was the film that Paul Walker. No, uh, it was uh, eight. Or seven. Seven, okay. Seven so, or yeah, eight. That's 22, why the, when, they, when they promoted the movie, it used to be 
oh, uh, this is from Paul. And then the sequel after that, when Paul, Paul Walker was gone, was this sequel is for Paul. Oh. So Yeah, exactly, which is a fucking joke. Yeah. Kind of yeah. ironic. Yeah, he died, I'm sorry, he died but a... that's a fucking joke. It wasn't for Paul. Maybe initially it was. Right, right. But now it's gotten out of hand, and it's not fucking for Paul. So that's a fucking yeah. joke. I think my favorite ones are still the first one and the fifth one, Fast Five, because that's the one where uh, Fast uh, Five was just, I, I thought, was great. The like, third one was the best one they, they ever made, dude. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift was the best, the best uh, Fast and the Furious movie. I guess the best Fast and the Furious movie is the fucking Fast and the Furious head that I have in my head, where Dom gets decapitated and John <laughs> Cena goes with him. Like, that's probably, that's, that's the probably best in the last Fast movie. and the Furious movie. Fighting the last one, but you know, me, I me, hope me, so. Yeah. I'm rooting for it, you know. And me you guys can be yeah. like, you motherfucking Hollywood thieves can even. Take that idea from me. As long as you do it, I won't charge you. Yep. All righty. So from the big screens to the small screens, we're going to be moving on to shows and series. So next up, we've got the return of Dexter. I guess they're making a finale. So, Jester, you want to lead with that? Yeah, I do. Um, they're bringing back Dexter. I find this very interesting. For those who do not know what Dexter is, Dexter is a show about a blood blood splatter analyst that works for the Miami PD. And he uh, has a secret code because he is a serial killer that kills other killers. Um, The show ended with what most people believe to be a rough ending. And I didn't think it was too bad. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't love it. But um, yeah, so they're bringing it back. According to this article I have here from uh, IGN, um, the showrunner Clyde Phillips has said he's going to do a revival, not necessarily a rewrite of the events of season eight. So it's, it's like the finale that he and the actor um, – Michael really wanted yeah thank you uh that they really wanted so they're they're doing a complete rewrite and they're basically flushing old season eight down the toilet and they're going to do their own thing there's no plot layout right now uh that 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 they've shared with us but that, that's their current plan is a complete start from scratch well, like yeah. the day the day game of thrones the, the last we were not sure that they're completely flushing Eight down the toilet. We don't know that yet, so we can't say that yet because we don't okay. know what outline they have. So, because I eradicating those those talking points for lack of a better term, but we also don't know what direction he's going. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't add this on point. Yes, it's a series, but also we have to acknowledge that Dexter, it's based off a series of books by Jeff Lindsay. There's eight of them. The first book is Darkly Dreaming Dexter. The other one is Dearly Devoted Dexter. The third one is Dexter in the Dark. Then there's Dexter by Design, Dexter's Delicious, Double Dexter, Dexter Final Cut, and the last book is Dexter's Dead. So we have to acknowledge that these are a series of books that 
I'm not sure because I've only read a couple of them. I know a few people in the community that have read the whole books and some are very disappointed with the overall aspect of Dexter and some were like the last season was a very big falter and some are enjoy the whole thing and think that it's just it's great but I, I I just had to add that in there that these are based off of a series of books by Jeff Lindsay so no thank you for clarifying that because I didn't know that but can can you tell me when Clyde Phillips left the show so Clyde Phillips, from what I uh, know, he left around season five. And that's when you should be. I'm not sure who the guy was, who yeah. the showrunner was, but I'm sure you can look that up. If Yeah, um, uh, we know that he did. Uh, you mentioned what, he, what else he's done, he right? He did Inhumans. I that, think it was Scott right. Buck. That's right. It might have been Scott Buck. Oh, poor Inhumans. Um, yeah, no, and and thank you for clarifying the other point as well. They, uh, he quoted um, Clyde Phillips said that this is going to be a second finale to the show. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, so that's a little more of a course correction than anything. Correct. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious on where they're going to go with this because um, this is a show that. I wasn't too thrilled about watching because that just sounded weird to me, but um, my friend was uh, very much on point with making me watch it. So I did, and I couldn't, I couldn't step away. It was very interesting, very good show. Um, And that's, that's all the news I've got for this one. So, and that's, and I'm glad that happened because like, uh, I didn't read the books first. I read the first two books after I uh, watched the first season. And I thought that the first season is, is it's, it's brilliant. The series as a whole is really good. Um, it's just those last, those last, especially the last two seasons, they are exceptionally poor. And the reason why I say this is because for a lot that don't know, I went to film school and that's not a big mark on anything. It's just the stuff that they did in the last two seasons of Dexter, they admonished us in writing class in film school. This is exactly what you don't do. I actually remember, as a matter of fact, on a side, the two big no-nos they used were Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 were an example of how not to make cinema and the last season of Dexter. Without any spoilers, can you tell me what specific points that they mentioned in the Dexter finale to not do? So, and that's where it's really hard without spoiling things. Okay. So, I'm going to go more toward Halloween 2. Okay. Just for the simple fact they have parallel they have similar parallels. So without spoiling Dexter for people, it's just the dialogue's bad, the design's bad, the sound quality if you actually listen to certain points in season 8 is really sloppy. And some of the some of the editing choices that they make, they're just they're off skew that pull 
the viewer, the normal viewer out of the escapist, uh, you know, the escapist mentality that we have when we're going into movies or television. I can really get in depth with it with Halloween, but that would have to be for another podcast because there's critical points that you can look through these things and you can go, nah, that's not good. Yeah, that's I don't. Bad. I don't want to spoil. And it's not. And I'm not. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about as a viewer. I'm talking about from what we were taught. You don't do that stuff. You just okay. don't do it because it's bad. It's it's overall bad storytelling. Yeah. Which takes it's it's it leads to a scenario with what we got with Dexter, and it also leads to the scenario with what we got with Game of Thrones. These things can yeah. be avoided. These things can be avoided if you follow the roadmap, as for lack of a better term. Oh, you're you're absolutely right because there was a lot of parallels with Dexter and the last season of Game of Thrones. As to Kuya's point, yeah, they basically pulled the Game of Thrones with the last two seasons of Dexter, and it was a real bummer, man. Yeah, I, I only saw like the first two seasons of Dexter. To be honest with you, okay, like. I- I was I, I was intrigued the first season, and then like you know, later on it's like oh he's killing again. No no I, I, like you know I I just got like to be honest with you I just got tired of, of yeah, it so no, I just like I watched it as a different show, so which was fine and then but everybody kept saying it was great 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 and then up until like but the last two three seasons or whatever it was it, mm-hmm. it was like. Uh, it was considered mediocre compared to the other seasons. So I'm just like, eh, well. Oh, yeah, it, it was it Scott it Buck and he took o- It was Scott Buck and he took over season six. Okay. And that's when we started having the problems. And yeah. I don't know what it is with this guy. He just, he, 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 from what I've seen, his notes are Iron Fist, Inhumans. <sighs> Oh man! And his his biggest claim to fame, Tremors for the Legend Begins, which is the worst one in the fucking series, which is saying a lot about Tremors, because <laughs> we're not talking about a high bar here, but he managed to come in and make the lowest one on the fucking totem pole. So uh, the, from the first two wasn't bad. Holy so. oh, <laughs> shit! Aftershock yeah. wasn't bad, you know. But, but, but like I said, he came. In, he he's known for coming into something. And taking the bar from rock bottom and going even somehow further below rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one capable of going. Him uh, and Uwe so, Boyle are the he, only ones capable of going beyond rock bottom. He's the Josh so, Sweden of. Uh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did I say that out loud? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you did, boy. Uh, no, oh, man. I'm sorry, Buffy. Because fans. even I'm at sorry, the Buffy end of the fans. day, there's some redeemable qualities about Josh Whedon. There's none that's, about Scott Buck or Ray Boyle. Very true. There's very none. true. You can at least you can at the very, very, very bare minimum give Whedon, Buffy, and Firefly. You can't oh, give yes. Scott Buck or Uwe Boyle anything but dumpster fire. But 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 Iron Fist. Iron Fist? Uh, no, sorry. I, you know, uh, I. But, 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 House of the Dead, but, but, Blood, like. Yeah. Shut the fuck, fuck up. up. They were yeah. fucking trash. <laughs> they were fucking trash, and you're trash I, I, for I life. Stopped. How about that? Yeah. Like, yeah. When, I, when I saw the previews for Iron Fist, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna. 
Oh, I'm he not just watch it at all. That that poor guy couldn't stop announcing himself every time he showed up. I'm the immortal Iron Fist. I'm the immortal Iron Fist, dude. We get it. And then you get clocked. And then yeah, that guy just ruined the the, the whole. Yeah, and thing. he was like, like I was like, you're an actor, you, and the character knows martial arts. What? And yeah. yeah, and then he struggles yeah. with martial arts. It's like, dude. But 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 on the point of the topic. Yeah. Like I said, I'm glad Buck is nowhere near there. I'm glad that we're going back to the original. We really need this because, like I said in my videos, I know one person. She's in the community. Her name's Mother Mayhem. She has a YouTube video. She gushes over the last season of Dexter. But that's an anomaly. Like most people with a brain can go, yeah, even if you enjoyed the last season of Dexter, you have to critically take a step back and go, yeah, that was bad. Mm-hmm. It, it was bad right. writing. It even, it even made Michael C. Hall look weak, who's a, a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Like this isn't his first rodeo. Like six feet under, he was fucking awesome in that show. And then he comes along and does this fucking show called Dexter where he just becomes this household name it made him look weak and when you can make Michael C. Hall a caliber of actor like him look weak you're a fucking terrible writer and you're a fucking shitty showrunner <laughs> that's all there is to it yeah no I, I there's, agree there's no, there's no two ways around it if I, if I could take if I could take fucking Denzel Washington if I like if I was given a, a uh, the gift of giving Denzel Washington and going, well, let's make you look like a complete and utter fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, that was a good use of your time and my time. Like, it's bullshit. Yeah, like, so it's, like, it's like giving needs, Denzel Washington needed to be done. All like the giving... reboot, all the all the reboots that have happened, the Friends that are coming, you know, all this shit, you know, the Roseanne reboot, all the. Out of Twin Peaks, all these, out of all, any shows that needed reboots, there's three out of mine. There's three on the list that really need reboots, and Dexter was the one that needed to be a story retold. Yeah. Hopefully, the next two out of my list happen, but I will <laughs> see. All right. What's the other two? And then The Shield, which okay. was complete shit. And the other one is impossible because Gandolfini's dead, and that was the Soprano. So, oh, oh, you, the like, you didn't like the endings for both? No, no, especially the Shield. The Shield was a fucking shit ending. That's a story for another podcast. But the Shield <laughs> was a fucking shit ending. Yeah. It, it might it might actually rival and beat Dexter in the shit ending category of like series finales. Oh, I can't man. can't beat Lost. Yeah, it can actually. It lost, did. It did lost, beat Lost. The, lost it was, the, 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 so the ending of Shield was far worse than Lost. Way oh, worse than man. Lost. Because as bad as that was, I understood what they were trying to do with that. There was no rhyme or reason whatsoever for that ending oh, of Shield. Man. So, man, all right. Interesting. Well, I'm only quiet because yeah, I haven't really seen Dexter, um, so I thought it's, you guys would lead it. Yeah, thank you. If for you, that. Uh, yeah, no problem. Mike, if, if you want to watch it, watch the first season, and then, and then yeah, like, and then, I, at, I, at that point you're you're gonna be like, okay, I like Dexter I, or I don't like Dexter. So, but I agree, I agree one hundred percent beyond a shadow of a doubt with Kuya. 
Watch the first season because it's on Netflix. Watch the first season. If you don't like it, you are not going to like the show. If you do, you're going to love the show. But you have to watch the the first season. Especially when you get – You have to give it a full season's view. You have to. Otherwise, because the, 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 the first season, you have to give a full view to to give. This is one show where you can't just go, oh, I can do one, two, three. No, you have to give it the full season's view to give your full opinion because of all the implications of what happens in the season, what happens throughout the entire episodes. This is one of the shows where you have to see the first season to decide, yeah, I like this or I fucking hate it. Yep. It's yeah. like Billy Joel. You'll either really love the music or you won't. Right. There is no in between. No, there is no in between. Especially, what, especially with Billy that Joel's last music? season, there is no in between. You there's no shades of gray. You either really enjoy you love you like it or you're like, this shit ain't for me. Right. And the and and in and, and, and the show's defense, that's how the books are. So hmm. So it's interesting that it's based on a book series. I didn't know that. Yeah. That it was based on a, a series of books. Jeff, Jeff Lindsay, if anybody's interested and you don't, and you're like, I don't care about television and you're a book snob, <laughs> then go check out, go go to Barnes and Noble or wherever and wherever books are still being sold, if there's any left, and go check <laughs> it out. You know, get your Kindle, whatever, but check them out if, if you don't want to check the, because. It, the books are a very interesting difference, so. Okay. All right. They, st- they, they they stay true to the mythology, but they don't at the same time. So, you know, hmm. take that with what you will. Interesting. All right. So, moving on, we've got the uh, Willow on Disney Plus. So, this will be – uh, this is going to be a Disney Plus series. So, for those that may not know, uh, Willow is actually a Lucasfilm – production there was a lucasville movie way back when let me just uh get my 1984 1984 my goodness ron howard directed huh yep ron howard the best one of the best fantasy movies ever. 84 actually it's 88 one of the best characters ever in mad mardigan played by 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 the worst uh batman ever val kilmer really the worst um, you think he's better than George Clooney? Fuck Excuse yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, yeah he's leaps and bounds better than George Clooney. That's yeah. not George, a fucking debate. Yeah. That's Clooney, not even a fucking debate. George Clooney <laughs> is Seriously. the best looking like Batman ever. Fuck no, he looked hell good. No, but hell George no, hell no, not even close. He's Clooney's like the, the fucking John Cena and Val Kilmer's The Rock. Fuck that. Va- Val- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. That, no, but, that, that was awesome. No, but uh, yeah, Mad Mardigan is good. Uh, the cutest baby in the history of uh, film was there. Yeah. So for those that may not know, uh, the first movie, so Willow, uh, 1988. It says 84? here. 88. 88. Yep, 1988. Uh, Enter the world of Willow, journey to the far corners of your imagination to a land of myth and magic where dream and reality live side by side. I don't know why. I'm laughing at this description. It just seems like a terrible pitch to a place that never existed, a time that never was. It is a world where a young man named Willow lives on an adventure that explodes beyond the boundaries of his own hopes and fears. That's a fascinating description for a movie. 
because it's a okay. Christmas. It sounds like fucking okay, uh, a new hope. Don't before it? we get no, it into doesn't. it. Before we get like, read it again, it, read it again. Because this this is on the related topic. Maybe Kuya is only old enough to have. Did anyone play the Nintendo game Willow? Yes, I did. No, I Thank didn't. Thank you. Thank you. Was Fuck, was that a fucking ridiculous game? Hey, was it I better agree. than the ET Atari game? Uh, yes. Yes. It was. Way better. No, this is not a new hope. It, it was good. Like read Zelda. it again. Mike, read, read Enter again, the Mike. world of Willow. Journey to the far corners of your imagination. There is no mention of the main fucking character to like how many more fucking sentences. Read, 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 read it again. Keep reading. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah so I get it. I get, I get where you're, where you're Keep getting. Reading. At. Keep reading. Yeah, Keep reading. yeah, yeah. It's a world where a young man named Willow lives on an adventure that explodes. Oh. <laughs> Beyond the boundaries of his own hopes and dreams. Yeah, I know it's like Luke, but Jesus. okay. Let me Google the the uh, description for a new hope, and I bet you it'll sound more interest, more exciting than that. that I can't believe so it. boring. Exactly. That was so boring. Okay, like, this is this is from for a new hope. And by then again, this could have been updated. And Willow, of course, we haven't had a, a 50th or like, you know, whatever screening for Willow. It's not as celebrated as Star Wars, but hey, this is the description. <laughs> the Imperial forces, under orders from cruel Darth Vader, hold Princess Leia hostage in their efforts to quell the rebellion against the Galactic Empire. That's how you fucking sell a movie. <laughs> it sounds like Willow, though. It sounds like Willow. Keep reading. So, Keep reading. So, okay. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, Captain of the Millennium Falcon, work together with a companionable droid duo, R2-D2 and C-3PO, to rescue the beautiful princess, help the rebel lads, and restore freedom and justice to the galaxy. Okay. So who helped Hell Willow yeah. in, in this fucking movie? Okay, but you don't see that in the description. Who helped you Willow don't see in that in the description. Who, you don't see who, that. Uh, answer the question. <laughs> who helped Willow in this movie? Answer my question. You don't see that in the freaking description. That's not we're a question. Talking, <laughs> talking, like, that's talking not a question. about the description, Kuya. It's yeah, we're talking, I'm talking about the description. Uh, okay. Stop so, but, pulling but things who, but things do not exist. I don't know because it's not in the description. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know that shit if I didn't see the movie. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you, basically, you basically read the whole movie. So what's the point of watching fucking A New Hope? What? That shit. description got me excited to see A New Hope again. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's nothing you, about you Mad Mortigan. There's matter. nothing about Mad Mortigan or Sorsha in the description. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he explodes. He he goes on an adventure that explodes beyond the boundaries of his own hopes and fears. Oh, my God. I want to stream it right now. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. now, don't get me wrong. I remember seeing Willow years ago. It's been a long time. But, my God, this description is fucking yeah, it's shit. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah, go watch it. Go watch it, and then come back. Come come back again after you know. Please. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get it. But I'm talking about the description. Yeah. It's like that's not well, how you sell a movie. It's not even about. It's not even about the description. That's well, what I got. Like the description. The description for the Fight Club is this guy can't sleep. What are you you sure about that? Yeah, this guy has insomnia. Okay, and, so and, and, and then he and then he meets a, a random stranger, blah 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 blah. See, now that's an accurate description because it's here. See, and you got it from the from the get go. 
So in the description here, a depressed man yeah. suffering from insomnia. See, right there, it's in the first fucking sentence. You know what I mean? Like Willow, that description of Willow does not get into the meat until like <laughs> later on. I'm like, what the shit is that? So anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the Willow. So wait, wait, wait. so what, what the fuck are you talking about Willow then for? So we're, we're talking about the Disney Plus series for Willow, right? Why are they making a series? Just watch the movie. They're making a series because Disney wants their fucking money. Oh, fucking goddamn it, Disney. <laughs> I don't know. And that's why. I don't know how you can do a series that's without exactly Mad why. Mortigan. So yeah. it'll be interesting. But so this series will be, the, and this is from Lucasfilm.com. The series will be directed by John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. And it will also feature, of course, Warwick Davis, who is returning. And executive producer Ron Howard will be returning to uh, executive producer series. Yeah, see, but I don't like that. Like executive producer, I want him. I want the sequel. I want the sequel. Well, this is it. But you're getting it in pieces. Yeah, this is it. All right. This here's is your it. Bread, here's with, your breadcrumbs. You want your breadcrumbs? Sticking it up our ass. That's all. Exactly. This is what this. You know. This is the sideways shit that Disney does. They, they they give you they give you a taste. They're like they're like that fucking dirty ass fucking drug dealer on the street. They're like, here's yeah, the taste. You, want, taste. The hey, you want the bag? You want the bag? You're gonna have to take a kidney out. Hey kid, you want to explode? You want to explode out of your wildest wildest you dreams explode? and hopes? Yeah. <laughs> 30 bucks for you want you you want to know what exploding is kid hey i'll show you what walt used to do to the old mickey mouse club i'll show you what real explosion means oh i call this the mad mortigan explosion oh. <laughs> so yeah um they of course kathleen kennedy is on board michelle rejuan all the usual suspects uh in lucasfilm and then the production plans to return to the dramatic and enchanted landscapes of Wales, where much of the original film was shot, and this could easily be like uh, a low episode, like series, like eight episodes per season, or you know, it could just be the, like a one-off. Who knows? Just but make a sequel, then. Okay, I don't even know. Right, that's a flaw. Right, I think that like they don't, they don't have, they don't have faith in making a sequel. That's that's why I think they're doing this. So exactly, you know, that's, I that's mean, the Val unfortunate Kilmer's part. I mean, too coked out of his fucking brain to fucking come back anyway. So he's too oh, fat to be Mar- Mad Morning well, anymore. that too, and he can't, he can't speak anymore, right? No, he yeah, he's he, yeah, that's true. And that's why it'll be interesting to see him in Top Gun, in the Top Gun <laughs> sequel. Oh my gosh, that's wait. wait so <laughs> Iceman crashed? Is that what it is? He's like, that's right, Maverick. You are dangerous. <laughs> I can't, I can't play volleyball anymore. Oh Sorry. my god! Oh my god! Oh, yeah. All right, I so remember, I remember when I was in the first Top Gun, I was a set symbol then. Holy shit! You kids ought to know better than to talk back to me. <laughs> you are dangerous. I was Batman. <laughs> god damn it! You remember that? I was Batman. <laughs> god damn it! Don't step to me. <laughs> Holy shit! Now I fucking sound like Marlon Brando at the end of his years. What the fuck do you want from me, you cocksuckers? <laughs> Holy shit, you're all going to fucking hell for that one. <laughs> hey, he hasn't he hasn't died yet. Why are we, why are we going to hell? Exactly. He's not dead. Oh, he's, he's going to take, take you with him. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Okay. Uh, this, pod, this podcast went to shit, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> what happens when you two came back. Since the first episode. <laughs> oh, man. I'm surprised we're still doing this. I'm surprised we're still doing this. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I blame Justin for his fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. All right. So moving on, we've got this one made quite a hullabaloo uh, on social media. Those people were like, damn it. Like, you know. Uh, so peanuts, the holiday specials are exclusively. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Did you say penis? We're really what? talking about fucking penis. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Really? Well, I talk about it because I thought it was interesting that every year, like, and I'm trying to get my kids into it, we watch the holiday specials. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last episode of Filmmaker Mike and the Boys, so I hope you enjoy these oh last six episodes. Okay, we're talking about penis. So, penis the holiday special. Peanuts. Snoopy and the gang. Charlie Brown and the gang. So every year, each holiday, we get those specials on TV on ABC. Um, yes. They air it, right? And I'm I'm trying to like get my kids into it. Like we watch it. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. And then, um, of course, this year, you're not gonna see it on your basic cable because people are still watching basic cable TV, right? Like they're like, why do you fucking oh, the old fucks are? <laughs> right. That's true. That's right. true. My grandma, the old fucks are. So yes. That's true. So now they. They uh, Apple, Apple made a deal, and they're basically going to be the home for everything Peanuts animated classics, including. <laughs> that's that's pretty different. Hey, I did acting, I did directing and theater. Peanuts is different from penis. Right? So holy shit, my enunciation is pretty good. <laughs> You're good. It's just fuck all us. <laughs> So the great pumpkin Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown Christmas are headed to Apple TV Plus. So okay. Apple basically made that deal like we want that shit. Apple is stealing a fucking pumpkin and they're like, fuck you guys. Your pumpkin so, is ours. So you want to watch it? Saying, what? So what you're saying at the end of the day is Apple one is their own Charlie Brown peanuts and the fucking multiverse of the fucking mountains of madness shit. Type yeah, of they're making on they're making they their peanuts their universe. Yeah. Well, this shit never stops. So like, I'm so <laughs> sick of this. This needs to <laughs> fucking stop already. <laughs> so, so a lot of people were like, damn it. Like, you know, we're freaking out because, you know, these things don't exist on DVD. Like if you really want to own them and watch it anytime, you can buy the DVD for like three bucks at Big Lots oh, or like five bucks at Walmart, you know? So, but here's the thing. Um, so I reading this, it says, worry not though. Families can still watch the holiday specials for free during limited windows around each holiday on Apple TV+. Plus. You can watch it for free from October 30th until November 1st. That's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. And then... <laughs> I've never seen that one, by the way. Oh, there you go. You can watch it for free. Oh, shit. Let me get on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Apple Music now because you've got four months of free yeah, Apple Music. That was, given to, that was given to me. So, well, that's why. Like, this is this is free, too. Same same thing. It's free. They're like, come on. Want to taste of the pumpkin, Charlie Brown? <laughs> They're going to get you in the sign up. So the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving will be. <laughs> I, can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe we're reading this. <laughs> Neither can I, because this is ridiculous. Like we're talking about Charlie Brown's Blumpkin. Like, and it, like so for um Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my god! 
Well, that's why Ladies I want to. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our last episode. Good night. <laughs> I wanted to prove a point that people were like, you know, getting their panties in a twist because they can't watch this shit for free. And yet here it is. Apple saying you can watch it for free. Just watch it on Apple TV because we want your fucking money yeah. eventually. Like we want yeah, you guys exactly. to sign up, it's- you know. But the hey, masses didn't purchase the physical copies, so now we got you over here, right? So, yeah, the rest of the holiday specials they will be free on Apple TV. So, this is this is on a serious note, this is exactly why everybody, you know, and all you skeptics out there. The physical media. I, I don't know why you said the physical media because the physical media is dead. The physical media is dead. Like, shut the fuck up. The streaming services are going to continue to do this shit to you, and you, you're going to sit there and cry about oh, it's not on Netflix anymore. They took Parks and Recreations off of Netflix because because NBC bought them out, and I don't know what to do. Well, if your dumbass would have bought the physical fucking copy that you were fucking bitching about that was obsolete, you wouldn't have the problem, cocksucker. So it's your own fault. Right. Suck on it. Yeah, people I mean, seem to forget the DVDs it, still exist. Exactly. The DVDs, the Blu-rays still exist. There's still companies like Shout Factory, like Scream Factory, like yep. Mondo that are putting out these physical copies to counteract bullshit like this when little crybabies want to go, well, my mama didn't change my diaper, so I guess I can't figure out to have the wherewithal to go and buy a physical copy, so I'll just stick to Netflix fucking me. So, speaking Stop of which, it. so The Office on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, on. <laughs> oh my God. On January 1st, on January 1st, uh, 2021, it's going to NBC. So, I think that it's going away on Netflix. So that reminds me on Black. Wait, so, I'm hoping uh, to find the, bo- the whole box set so I can. Let me, ask, let me ask a question. Yeah. Um, There's one at Target. So the peanuts is not going to be uh, shown on BBC. ABC. BBC. ABC. <laughs> ABC. The Brits. The Brits are fucking getting it again. <laughs> Fuck the Brits, dude. <laughs> fucking Brits have James Bond. Wait, like, holy shit, uh, wait, dude. Mike, Mike. Mike didn't get it. Mike didn't get it. No, no I didn't. After, no, after, I didn't get the, it. It took a while. It took a while. Wait, peanuts. <laughs> It's going to be shown in BBC. Oh, God. See, I'm so zoned into the fucking Brits taking James Bond and now fucking Uncharted. They got Tom Holland playing an American character. Wow. Oh, there, partner. Don't, don't get mad. It should have been Shia LaBeouf. It should be Shia LaBeouf oh, in the Uncharted it series. Should have, it should have been Nathan Fillion. Let's just get that. Yeah. That's what everyone says. Hell yeah. Nathan cool. Fillion. And, Brian Cran- and then Brian Cranston should have been Sully. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck. Mark Wahlberg. Like Mark Wahlberg is Sully. Yeah, see, uh, see, you made Marky, you, you Marky redeeming Marky yourself for The Rock. Like, definitely. <laughs> Those are perfect <laughs> casting. Oh, Nathan see. Fillion is Nathan Drake and fucking Brian Can- Cranston is Sully. It's perfect. perfect it's a perfect, perfect casting. casting. Right but guess what? We don't oh. live in a perfect world. I know. <laughs> of course we don't. We live in a world where Hollywood likes to bend us the fuck over and continue to fuck us like fucking. And we're like, I'm here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, when I heard Marky Mark got that that seat, I was really yeah. butt hurt. 
It's okay. Man. You're gonna feel the vibrations. Don't worry yeah, about it. When I go into the theaters, I'm gonna feel something. <laughs> Good vibrations. And I'll be like, you know what? We're gonna I be a funky bunch right here, so we're we're gonna be positive and. Yeah. And his All brother right. will be hanging tough too. Oh God. <laughs> New kids on the block reference there. Plus ten. Hey, you you started it, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I I did a funky bunch, guys. And I just continued the family lineage with new kids on the block. So, <laughs> hey, he did better stuff. I, he wasn't a he wasn't a what you call it Transformers last night. But no, no, Band of Brothers. He was he was a no. Band of Brothers. So. He stop believing Optimus brother. Prime. <laughs> Marky Mark's brother. I'm not, I'm not talking about. Yeah, he was like, in Saw. No, you're talking yeah, about Donnie. Yeah, yeah like, Donnie. Yeah, he was in the Saw 4 and uh, and he was Bender, Bender Brothers. Two. He, he was in Saw 2 and Saw 4 where he got crushed like a fucking grape. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, no, spoiler. No, I can't watch it. I, I didn't mean to spoil that, but the, in the last episode of Saw 4, God damn it, that pinhead spoiling everything. I hate, that. I hate that pinhead. He's always talking shit on John Cena and spoiling shit for me. I think you should get rid of that cocksucker. Why does it sound like Cartman? Sounds like Eric Cartman. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Oh, All right, so moving on, we got video game news. So the latest Call of Duty, oh, yeah, Modern Warfare, and Warzone. I guess we're gonna feature. We're gonna be featuring Leatherface, Jigsaw, and Zombie are coming to Call of Duty oh, Warzone. Yeah. That's okay. So in a spooky new update called The Haunting of Verdansk. Yeah, so it's can... only there. It's only there for like six days or two weeks or something. I don't know. What? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fucking cash it's grab to it's all like this is Call of Duty's <laughs> ultimate cash grab. Like this, this, this shit is like a new low for Call of Duty as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I saw the, like, I saw the thing. I saw the, the, so the masks. I, and and I was like, you guys, you Jigsaw guys. Jigsaw actually looked nice. The Jigsaw Leatherface nice. looks awesome too. Like that's not the point. Yeah. The leather Leatherface looks really fucking good. Like he looks awesome. The the Jason you know one was Call like gold. Duty's doing like <laughs> you're gonna put money down to fucking get two weeks of a circle jerk, and you're gonna go about your business. Yep. Even if it's even if it's free, it's just to get more people onto the fucking server so they can get ready for the pre-order of fucking Cold War or whatever the fuck it is. That's all one. they're doing. Yeah. You know, which is what right around the corner. What it comes out in November, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. No, I could November uh, second week or November, I think. Yeah. So they're all all they're they're just <clears throat> doing this shit to get fucking people, especially the major diehard Call of Duty Mountain Dew fans who are just sipping Mountain Dew in one hand and jerking off with their fucking PlayStation controller in the other. Like this is for them. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to be fun. This is for them. This is for the diehard motherfuckers to get them fucking, to get their, their little dopamine withdrawal satisfied until Cold War comes out. Mm-hmm. So this is a major cash grab. It's garbage to me. And you, you would think, oh, well, Pinhead, this is horror related. You shouldn't be unhappy uh, about this. I mean, God, uh, why are you complaining? Because I'm sick of, I mean, you know, why I'm complaining because. <laughs> 
because I like complaining, apparently, according to some people. But secondly, I'm sick of these fucking corporations just making cash grabs for bullshit effort. You put no effort into it, you get all this money, and you're like, well, we're going to do it to again, again, again next year. Like, enough is a fucking enough. You corporate cocksuckers. You all should be fucking shot dead in the streets and rotten hell. Fuck you. <laughs> all you corporate cocksuckers should be shot dead in the fucking streets. Oh my Public hangings. Wasn't the sexiest uh, episode? This is the last episode. This is the last episode. episode. We're, We're not going to do anymore. After this. <laughs> no Fuck way. Them. Hey, Holy so. Thank you again for our sponsors, Amazon. Uh, that never happened. That never okay. even looked at us. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, so moving on, um, we've got uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is now the official title. Which is like, how fucking awesome is that? Because now it's like it's it's gonna be clear as crystal. Like this is Zack Snyder's Justice League, and not fucking Joss Whedon's. Not the Justice League. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, they uh, confirmed. So HBO Max, AT&T reported um, they, uh, in the third quarter of this year, 8.6 million HBO Max activations have uh, as a record. Dang. It's a huge record. That's just in the third quarter. They, uh, that's more than double the 4.1 million reported in the previous quarter. So in, I, I, still, uh, I still haven't like uh, done anything. And on HBO Max yet, so right. So they're they're ranking up because I mean they've got other great shows right now. I heard um, you've got uh, Lovecraft Country, which I want to start. Has been I heard it was good. Getting oh, nothing yeah. but rave very, reviews. Very, very very interesting show. Very yeah, interesting. Show. It's getting a lot of a lot of uh, eyeballs watching it. Uh, Jordan Peele uh, produced it, right? Was I'm it not Jordan sure. Correct. I'm not. Oh, okay. He did. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, and it also mentions here, AT&T reported 38 million subscribers to both HBO and HBO Max as of September 30th, ahead of its internal target of 36 million. Globally, the company said it has 57 million subscribers. So when that Snyder Cut drops on HBO Max, you're going to be getting a lot of people just watching it. And whether or not they, you know, it's just, if it's there, I mean, why wouldn't you watch it? So, and then also related to the Snyder Cut, the biggest news uh, we got this week is Jared Leto has been confirmed that he's returning as the Joker in the Snyder Cut. So that was really huge. I never thought that we would see him come back, especially after the Harley Quinn uh, uh, and Birds of Prey movie. Because they don't even show him there. They just hint at, like, it looks like a body double that's standing in for Joker. And then in the animation of that beginning of that movie for Harley Quinn telling her origin story, they, they don't even use the version of Jared Leto's Joker. It's like a classic Joker. So really fascinating stuff that he's coming back as a Joker in the Snyder Cut. And also Joe Manganiello, who, plays Death, who played Deathstroke uh, for like a brief end credit scene with uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is going to be in the Snyder Cut. So the best thing about this, uh, seeing the Snyder Cut actually be officially announced and seeing that it's actually happening is allowing all of these other plans that they had 
to actually resurface. And the fact that they're spending, Warner Brothers is spending $70 million for the Snyder Cut on reshoots and other stuff that they're filming, I think is just going to show that this won't be the end of the Snyder Cut. We're going to see a Snyder, Justice League Snyder Cut, but I think it's going to be potentially leading to many other things as well. So, so, so I might have missed something in that, but is this a confirmed thing with the Jared Leto Joker yes. return? Yes. It's a confirmed for sure. It's, yep, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Joe, okay. Joe Manganiello also. So. Yep. Joe Manganiello from so those Collider. Two th- those two things are 100% confirmed. Yep. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I I need to clarify for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, so if, uh, for example. That's, inter- if, that's interesting. <laughs> no, hy- hypothetically, if Justice League, the, the, four, the four episodes, right? Because it's going to be four episodes. Yes, one hour. Yeah, if if it make, if it makes uh, HBO like a shitload of money, for example, oh, it will. It, it, it will. will. It will. Um, it will. You, think, you think you think there's gonna be uh, Justice League two and three lined up? Oh yeah, absolutely. If it one makes can sense. hope, one can hope. Yeah, because I, 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 I really hope want that glorious day will come. I really want the the whole storyboard because remember, so Mike, we were I. talking about this. Yeah, the, the the whole the whole arc of. Uh, of of uh, Zack Snyder's Dark vision, yep. right? Yeah, because it's gonna be it's gonna be like uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and then the three Justice League movies. There were supposed so, to be yeah three Justice League movies, so it would have been a five part I, a five part that's saga. What I wanted, fuck Josh Whedon. That's what I wanted. I I wanted that shit. So hopefully that miracle will come to fruition because. We we really need we really need this we need this right now, right. And as far as Jared Leto returning as Joker, I think it's only fair for him to be able to come back because again, when you look at that Suicide Squad movie, he uh, he had so much more material they shot. Yeah, he only got he's only they in the movie. For, the he's time. only in the movie for ten minutes, and that's why. Yeah, when that, and that's far cry from what they shot. So. Exactly when that movie was released. He was really pissed off because they cut out so much of his material. Um, there he was, was the, he wasn't he the main he the main villain, been, right? He should have been as an actor. He should have been pissed off. I would have been too. Right. I don't know if he was the main villain, but yeah, like, um, like the for the uh, in the air uh, air cut. I, from what I heard, he was the main villain and um or like the like one of the more the focus on it because he, yeah he was he was he was chasing he was chasing after the Suicide Squad. Right, because yeah. of Harley. Because of Harley, Which yeah, is fine. And it, it makes but sense. Regardless, regardless, regardless of if he was a focal point or if not, he wasn't. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, this comp- the studio fucked him over because we know, especially those of us that are in the know, know that David Ayer and him filmed a tremendous more amount of footage that we didn't get to see. We right. all got fucked. Leto got fucked. We got fucked because. They even advertised the shit that we didn't get to see. It was like yeah, people were complaining trailer. about the Hulk not being an in infinity. Oh! Well, you <laughs> did, it was nothing compared to what we got with Jared Leto because they fucked right. him. So yeah, in, the, he, in one he, of the he, he has the right to be pissed off. Right in one of the trailers, there's even a shot of Joker holding up, I think, a detonator, and then you can see half of his face is burned exactly. from, like, a grenade. Exactly. And they, they even make made a Funko Pop of that, 
and they also made a Funko Pop figure of uh, Batman suit, but it's color purple and green, and it's the Joker wearing it. Oh, yeah, that's so right. I think there was a scene that was cut where he's masquerading as Batman, but like in Joker colors, because they made some they, they made some of those collectibles. Like yeah, and oh, then it's so fucking if, awesome. If I'm not mistaken, David Ayer right now is hinting that he's working on his Ayer cut from Suicide Squad. So, I hope so, cause because he after, deserves it more than anything. Right. After the Snyder Cut became official, it has now given hope and um, more energy towards uh, David Ayer getting his, his, uh, his, you know, his justice as far as getting that Ayer Cut. Because he did really, like, he was really disappointed when that movie came out as well. Because Warner Brothers, again, they, they really fucked up beginning uh batman after batman v superman was not a billion dollar movie that they expected it to be and that you know everyone was just divided they just panicked and they just hit that panic panic button right away and then you had them while they already started filming justice league Zack snyder started filming justice league and in the middle of production beginning they wanted all these like changes done you know right there right right there and then so um the fact that this is all happening because of the Snyder cut and this movement that supported the Snyder cut. And just, you know, again, it is the record holder for the most tweeted movie for Warner, uh, for any movie that has never been released. Um, and the, and, and that's, the, yeah, go ahead. And that's the irony. And that's the irony of this whole scenario is they wanted him to fuck out. And now they're kissing his ass and sucking his dick so he can come back and begging him. Yeah, that's the irony of where we're at right now. You you want you you cast him out as a fucking leper, and then now you want he's the fucking he's Jesus Christ now all of a sudden, and you want to suck his dick and bring him back. So right, and then Zack Snyder it's, posts. It's 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 it's, it's interesting if I could get it out. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that uh that we've come to this point right now and it took a pandemic right for the most part to get us where we're at so and Zack Snyder even posted on his Vero account so over a quarter of a million dollars has been raised by the Snyder Cut community for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention hell so, yeah that makes me happy yeah, and there that is that is awesome. That's from t-shirt sales, from hoodie sales, from beanie sales, yep. and just overall donations of people rallying behind, of course, the tra- the the tragedy that happened for the Snyders. Um, and then of course, just you know, uh, the fans actually making this into something positive. They at one point they even got Subway to like donate to the uh, mm-hmm. AFSP, and then. Um, there's just yeah there is a book that's coming out that i already pre-ordered on amazon of this guy who started writing this book of the 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 journey of the snyder cut uh movement and he even like he did an interview and he was when he talked uh he even wasn't sure if this like how could he end the book if we weren't even this was before the snyder cut official announcement so that was interesting but now that we know the end of the story like that i'm really excited for that book because it just basically uh, chronicles the entire movement from the release of the Justice League. It could even go back to Batman v Superman all the way to like what happened when Justice League hit theaters in 2017. So really fascinating stuff. Um, they are currently filming the Snyder Cut right now. 
and it's reported that they've got Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, and um, Amber Heard, uh, which I'm surprised that she's still going to be playing Mara for all the controversy that she's been involved with. Um, <laughs> but we'll yeah, that crazy shit bed shitting bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there Amber was a turd. Is there what, was a there was a Amber turd. Yeah, yeah. There there was Amber a turd. there was a petition of fans for uh, they were all rallying for Warner Brothers to kick cancel Amber Heard off to cancel the, the nope. Aquaman sequel and nope. get Emilia Clark, who plays of course Daenerys from Game of Thrones. To play Mera so that she's back with Jason Momoa as because of course they they were they were an on-screen couple at the beginning of Game of Thrones. Unless I would have been fine uh, with unless, that. Unless unless Jason Momoa can do to uh, Emilia Clark what uh, Khal Drogo nope. did to nope. um, yep. <laughs> in Aquaman oh boy. 2. I don't want it underwater underwater. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, so a little bit. So we've now we're moving into like the Star Wars section, but we've got a little crossover here. So the current uh, Batman film is actually borrowing virtual filmmaking techniques from the Mandalorian. So the fact that they're doing that, uh, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. So, so ba- Batman is going to have a jetpack now. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, a bat- a bat- that's not pack? that's not really far fetched from Batman. You know, so it says here, Industrial Light and Magic, uh, Ro- Industrial Light and Magic's Rob Bredo offered an update during the virtual view confab. So of course, uh, yeah, they are using um, a lot of that the LED wall, which is known as the um, what is that thing called? I can't oh, remember. I don't remember either. But yeah, they've got a name red. for it. But this yeah, is it's spread like wildfire along all all production. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. There was another production that's also going to start using it too. So it's you've got the Batman and then the, the other movie, but I just can't remember which that one was. I d- didn't get to save it right away. But yeah, the fact that they're... Because when you look at The Mandalorian, it looks really good The the as far as the technical aspects of it. I mean, it won Emmys. Um, but the of course, this is again Star Wars setting the bar. You know, and George Lucas predicting that you know he wanted to make Episode Seven, Eight, Nine, basically, right there in um, in his backyard in uh, in Northern California. But of course, that didn't happen. But it still happened in a sense that you know they're now filming Star Wars in essentially a garage, and you know, just they they have the set right there projected on a a beautiful and brilliant like LED wall. So. And of course, we all know that Batman has been delayed to March 4, 2022. But yeah, it's interesting that they're using that technology. So yeah, it's something that's a lot of other productions are going to be using. Uh, we've also got the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney+, Plus, which will be debuting on Life Day, November 17. And it actually features an all-star cast because you've got... Let me see. Let me get it real Mike, quick. Did you see that on my, on my Instagram story? Which one? For this announcement, I was just like, what in the world are they doing with this? I mean, this I'm sure it's going to yeah. be fun. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun, but um, yeah, I just, I'm like, what are they, are they doing like the original, um, gosh, what is it called? Are they doing the original holiday special, but in Lego or is it their own thing? 
Um, I'm sure we're going to get a reference to the original. There's no doubt. I mean, so we're going to be getting uh, in the cast. We're going to be getting Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels, uh, Matt Lancer, who's the voice of Anakin Skywalker and the Clone Wars, Tom Kane, who voices Yoda uh, and Qui-Gon Jinn in the Clone Wars. And of course, James Arnold Taylor. So yeah, November 17th, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Hey, what's this one? The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney+. Plus. Oh, nice. Yeah. It'll yep. So, and then the next one, this one just came up. I guess Kanye was a recent guest from um oh, what's from uh, what, what's his <laughs> name we go. Kanye West was uh what's the name I'm I'm blanking on um Joe Rogan Joe Rogan so he was oh. a guest on on the on Joe Rogan's podcast and I just saw this like hours before the show so Jesus at first Christ. I saw an article and then I think in, in one of his new songs Kanye does mention uh Anakin and Obi-Wan having the high ground so, because as, as far as the memes, you know, those are like still top-notch memes. <laughs> so, oh but I saw the video. So in the video, Kanye does mention this. And believe it or not, for once, pre-2006 or earlier, I actually agree with Kanye West. Or as Borat would call him, Kenneth West. So, <laughs> so yeah. Kanye in this video, it is a quick clip that I just saw. Kanye basically mentions that the prequels, are way better than the sequels because the sequels are produced by corporate Disney and the prequels are still George Lucas. And he said, he even said like, you got the creation of Darth Vader and he's like, you can't get any more awesome than that. And he even mentions that he watched revenge of the Sith so many times during the pandemic. And that's revealing because we all know, we all know what he's been up to. Sure is. Not, not, we, we all know what he's been up to not too long ago. I mean, in some Money states, president, in some states, he's literally on the ballot. I was surprised that he wasn't in Nevada, but of course, he doesn't care about us. But if he was in Nevada, I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, but, he was running you know. for president and watching episode three, apparently. Yeah. So maybe he saw, uh, and that's the, what Anakin said, or what Darth Vader says there. I have brought peace and freedom to my new <laughs> empire. So Donald Trump's like, your new empire. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but what he says in the video, I 100% agree. Because uh, before the Disney acquisition, before they made the announcement in 2012, my dream, and I'm sure every other Star Wars fan's dream, was for George Lucas to just announce like, I'm making episode seven, eight, and nine. We're doing this, and we're off to the races. But of course, that didn't happen. Um, Disney bought Lucasfilm. George was—he basically got burned out from the prequels because he obviously, quote unquote, raped childhoods everywhere. <laughs> because you know, people couldn't take uh, a different version of Star Wars uh, for a different audience. Um, so. My that was my ultimate dream for George Lucas to say I'm directing episode seven and nine, and that's that. You know, and and it would yeah. have been, and I think now in an alternate reality, had we gotten that, that would have been absolute gold. Absolutely. That, now, um, I do remember a few days ago. I didn't get to add this in the show notes. I'll have to bring it up at another time. But supposedly, according to um, I can't remember who mentioned it, but in George Lucas original notes. Uh, for episode eight, he still has Luke Skywalker dying there, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But I then again, but then again, when you look at the the big outcry from episode mm. eight, 
it's not that Luke Skywalker died. It's the way his character was treated in that movie. Yeah, so, that's, that's yeah. the question. How, how right. did, how did right. it go? Right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure that'll, you know. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that Kanye mentioned that because I was like, wow, for one fucking second, or for a yep. few seconds, I actually agree with Kanye, Kenneth West. I am <laughs> shocked. I actually agree with the guy yeah. too. Because, because it, yeah, um, it made sense. It, it really yeah. it really makes sense. It does, and like um, I, I always, I because I grew up with it. You know, I grew up with the prequels, so I always thought that. And then now with these new ones, I'm just like, man, this is, this is not what I was expecting. And like, you know, I get it, I get it, but it's, I, I really, really do like the prequels a lot. You know. Yeah, and I, I enjoy the sequel trilogy, but there is, there's, I still feel this disconnect with it in some sense. Yes. It's not. Oh. It's it's no longer the same. Like you know, it's not the same. I mean, it's still Star Wars, but no. it's just it there's just something different about it. Lucas touched exactly. It. It's, it's That's exactly. all there is to it. It doesn't there, have that. There's no there's no incest uh, thing involved. Oh my gosh, uh, Kuya, you could stay out of this conversation for like. <laughs> there's no there's no sellout. Uh, well, you know what? There's, there's a feeling missing. Yeah, there's there's a feeling missing out, from the sequel. I actually would have totally been okay if. If Kylo Kylo says in in the Rise of Skywalker, like you know, you're, you're, like you're my sister, you're my twin, you're that my would twin. have that would have made it more normal for me, and I would have been like, yeah. fucking George Lucas made it cool to kiss yeah. your sister. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There was just there was just a feeling missing from the sequels that we all didn't, or at least for me, I didn't I didn't have the same feeling I had. Watching the sequel, no, I, I had the same feeling that, like when I saw episode seven. I was like, "Huh, this this movie reminds me of uh, a New Hope." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like episode eight, I was like, "Oh, there's a twist at the end." What You're taking a departure from oh, what we've seen before? Like it's, Mary it's not Poppins the, it's not the, in space. It's not the campy. It's not the campy first movie that that I liked, and it's a little darker. Oh. oh, but the fucking outcry from the beginning of episode then, eight, the last Jedi, from the bombers, nine, the bombers, and then, though. And then episode nine is like, oh my god, oh my god, it's it's back to the the same campy shit that we liked in the first one, but this wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, hmm. but the, the the fucking outcry from the beginning of the last Jedi, they're like, why are bombs falling down in space? Why is there no, no gravity? gravity? I'm like, no you're gravity. fucking watching a Star Wars movie. Holy shit! Shut up. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> And of course, we got Mary Poppins, Princess Leia, which I fucking yeah, love. See. I thought no, it was see, fucking wow. awesome. I was blown away by it. It could, caught me by surprise. So yeah, it, did, yeah, it caught me by surprise uh, too. But I was like, nice. This is not Princess what I like. Leia should have drove that that uh, that ship into the that big ass uh, star destroyer herself. Yeah, dude, for real. She, she would have. She would have been. She would have went out like a badass, like, yes. like the Princess Leia that we love. Yes. Instead of Admiral Vol- Vol- Volvo or whatever her Admiral name is. Admiral Purple Hair. Holdo, holdo my beer. Let me show you this maneuver. No, no, but it's okay. Like then, and then at that point in Episode Nine. She she and uh, Poe po Dameron should have should have worked together and yeah. started the new leadership of the resistance. But no, from and, that point on to, to agree to disagree. But no, and, she had to sacrifice herself. Right in episode no. nine, they 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 mentioned her the Holdo maneuver. They, it could have been like the the general the general Organa maneuver. So yeah, yeah, so like, just... uh, lay lay a sacrifice. That that sounds better than the Holdo maneuver for Christ's sake. <laughs> right. 
Right. Yeah. No, so, but but uh, Kanye talking about Star Wars, uh, that's fine. He's still a nutcase for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. For, yeah, he is. Dude. For for saying that slavery doesn't bed, exist. So yeah, you know Kanye or Kenneth, whatever the fuck your name is, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> So I, now I, I loved I loved Kanye's first three albums. I, I oh. was a big huge fan, and unfortunately, I'm not again, his uh, music. I'm just knocking uh, him as a person. Unfortunately, when uh, when his uh, mother passed away, he was surrounded by nothing but yes men. So he did like because of his big ass ego, nobody was saying no to him. So he went he went nuts. So he he believed all of the, all of this hype, all of this bullshit that happened. That I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, the greatest thing. Uh, I'm the better, I'm the greatest artist in this generation or any of generation all time, of music of all time. How sway? How? Now I'm right? gonna run for president. It's my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> and I I want to be I want to be a, a leader of the of the new school. I want to be the leader of this of this generation. Fucking Joe Rogan asked him how. He's like, well, um, 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 um. How are you gonna lead us? Fuck you, Kanye. That that he he has mental health issues. He does. He does. Hold on, hold on. He has mental health issues, and that's because it has nothing to do with the mom dying. What happened with his mom? It has nothing to do with any of that. It all has to do with when you jump into that Kardashian pussy, it turns you into a fucking It turns you into a fucking dude. Ask Reggie Bush. Ask Lamar Odom. Ask, ask fucking Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner ask, ask fucking ask, Jenner. ask OJ Simpson. Ask fucking OJ Simpson's buddy, Rob Kardashian. They all got turned into fucking ghouls. <laughs> Rapists, murderers, and ghouls. Oh, jeez! Oh, wow, man. wow! All right, this is the, this is the end of. Our- <laughs> We're swinging at everybody Fuck today, the huh? Fuck the Kardashian. No, no one is safe. No one is safe. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hey, hey that's actually a good. That's a good name for the podcast. Mike, uh, filmmaker Mike and the Boys. No one is safe. Podcast. <laughs> This is not a safe space for oh, anyone. Yeah. No safe so, spaces. All right. So moving on, um, I guess that, yeah, that brings us to the end of our show. We're just going to bring up uh, if anyone's seen anything cool lately. Oh, uh, Pinhead, did you, did you watch uh, any episodes of... Uh, no, uh, he hasn't, bro. The Penny... Uh, no, Penny yeah. Dreadful. Uh, you're Penny wrong, Dreadful. Cupcake. You're wrong, ooh. Cupcake, ooh, because ooh, I actually ooh. watched two episodes last night. It oh, was very, yes. very good. Yes. Ooh, I'm like liking, I'm I'm enjoying where I like the way I like the way they did the Victor Frankenstein mythology and it's finally, wonderful, wasn't it? Finally yes. the did, morons did you, did you, in the uh, world can now know that the monster is not called fucking Frankenstein. The fucking doctor is called Frankenstein. His name is yep. Victor Frankenstein. Okay. It's not the fucking name of the monster. The monster has no fucking name. Yep. Yeah, dude. Oh, the guy stupid that plays bastards. Him. Okay, the guy that plays him is so good, huh? But I do like I do like how Penny Dreadful gave him a name by picking through that book. So yes, the first two episodes, I will I will say yes. Is uh, was yes, Ava Green uh, in, in any of those episodes yet? She should be. 
She should. Uh, yes, she has, but she has not gotten to an area where you would like her to be yet. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I see. I believe three boobies, and four. Boobies, boobies have not been shown yet. Boobies yeah. have not been shown. Yet. Three, three and four. I think three and four would 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 uh, satisfy that. Uh, God, I hope. That curiosity. I love, I love how he fucking described it because he's like, he's she's not in an area where you want it to be like, a, like her character, like talking about her character. Right, but it's like, right. no movies, movies, uh, movies. It, it's wonderful. Oh, and, and, and I heard that uh, Penny Dreadful is gonna have a LA Penny Dreadful LA on Netflix. Yeah, that's the one that he's talking about. Yeah, that shows shit. So. Yeah, it's no. yes, man. Okay, that yeah. shows shit. If you okay, so here's a, here's a hot tip. If you really want to see Ava Green and everything, uh, the Dreamers, the Dreamers, the Dreamers, yep. the, dreamers, the, dreamers. The, dreamers. the Dreamers, you will see everything and more. So, yeah, yep, it's, it's three hundred. Oh, yeah, the sequel, the, the sequel, yeah, the right. sequel that nobody fucking talks about. Like really? Uh, yeah, they they were talking about it because of that scene with Ava. I love I love how you sung uh. that. The Dreamers. <laughs> Oh, um, she'll, she'll uh, make pin, you. No, she'll no, make you dream. No, had, she'll make you dream. Yeah, Pinhead, you'll you understand why he's uh, singing that song. Yeah, singing that title. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the oh. Dreamers is like one of the best independent films ever made. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, let's, let's just say that. <laughs> yep. It's, Let that sink in. <laughs> filmmaker Mike and the Horny Podcast. <laughs> one thing. One thing I do. One thing I do want to mention since we're in the month you we're talking about things we're watching. Uh, I mentioned this on my IGTV post before. If you want something that really teaches you about horror, there's two things to seek out. One is In Search of Darkness. It's on Shudder. It was a Kickstarter. There's a new one coming out called In Search of Darkness Part 2. So if you want to support them, join their Kickstarter. And the only reason why I'm promoting this is because these guys really struggled and busted their ass to get this information out in the first one. They need to be supported. The other thing, if you really, really want to learn about horror, it's uh, on AMC, part of their Fear Fest, is Eli Ross' History of Horror. Nope. I used to fucking hate Eli Roth. I used to thought I used to think he was like that typical frat boy who like, oh, I'm a fuck yeah, let's get the cake together. I saw poultry guys. Now I know everything about fucking horror. I used to think he was that kind of frat boy. He actually watching this now. He knows his shit. He has a fucking vast knowledge of horror. And if you really, if you're, if you're, if you're a beginning person coming up in horror and you're trying to break out into horror and find out what you really want to enjoy, what's for you, what genre, what's not Hellraiser, what's this, that, what you, what you can fit into in the horror genre, I highly recommend checking out Eli Roth's History of Horror on AMC. It is, it, it's, it's great. It's, it's perfect for getting those who aren't into horror, into horror. And we need all the fucking soldiers we can get for horror as we possibly can right now because horror is in the doldrum period right now. So check it out. If, you, if, you, if you're interested in horror and you're trying to figure out how you can break into it, check out In Search of Darkness on Shudder and Eli Roth's History of Horror. 
that's my recommendation for the week. Shout out your Instagram to Pinhead so people can listen to you. My Instagram is Pinhead198. You'll see my name under it. So check it out. You'll. Uh, I'm glad you said that, Jester. Uh, check I followed it out. you already. Putting out some. I'll be. Huh? I followed you. I'm. Yeah. Okay. I'll be sure. Oh, so that that was you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad I got Kuya now. You know Kuya's on board. You know that you all got to get on board now. You got you got to check out <laughs> Pinhead One Nine Eight. If Kuya's yeah. on board, I, I don't follow people, but I follow I follow Pinhead. And uh, so there you go. Fun. There's your presidential endorsement. Vote for <laughs> Pinhead One Nine Eight for your next president. <laughs> shoot them all, fucking shoot them all, fucking in the street. No, 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 no. Pin, Pinhead, Pinhead Twenty Twenty. Fuck John Cena. Fuck John Cena. That's, so, a, that's what I'm running on. Fuck John that. Cena. So pinhead all on the street. So I just want to say, pinhead those those pre shows that you've been doing. I love it because you just talk about the podcast and other stuff too. So that's yeah. why um I did share it. Uh, by the way, we do ha- now have appreciate our own. You. We have our own. Uh, I appreciate you, man. Um, we have our own Instagram filmmaker Mike and the boys. Uh, to make it shorter, it's at f m a n d t b. So that stands for Fil- Filmmaker Mike <laughs> and the Boys. <laughs> but if so, you type in Filmmaker Mike and the Boys, that'll come up. Oh, does it? Yeah, it yeah. does. Uh-huh. Sweet. That's awesome. So, yeah, okay. and then um, I started this like earlier this week. We now have 36 followers on that account. Yay. And I'm yeah, surprised every so time we popular. get new followers. I'm like, whoa. No, I mean, that's we've been getting no, like new yeah, followers every day. But yeah, I, yeah love the pre- I love the pre-show that um, Pinhead does. He usually does it. The night before, uh, I mean, the, usually does it hours before the show, but he did it last night. Yeah. But it still worked, and I, I just, I loved it. I love, and then the, the fact that we haven't seen him, of course, because he's been off for the last two days for his birthday. So it was mm-hmm. not, it was. I thought it was, it was nice to like see him and like hear him talk about, <laughs> you know. Aww. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's so sweet. I, I <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah. that. I, I, yeah. I know I'm, like, gonna, I'm gonna sound like a jerk, but actually, I really appreciate that. That's sweet. That's yeah, sweet. no, because like it felt weird not seeing you at work because we we always see you, <laughs> and then like oh, always talking like, shit, and then like he, I see him on 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 Instagram live, and I'm like oh, so I I, I did see him. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and anyone else want to awesome. share what they recently saw? Uh, or. I haven't really yeah. seen anything other than Smallville, so please do check that out. And then check out the last episode of the podcast, episode five of the commentary. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for Mike, me, what about you? Uh, for me, uh, so last Sunday, I checked out Moneyball on Netflix nice. with Brad, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Brad Pitt because I've never seen it, and I saw it, like, it's in the top, like, you know, movies on Netflix. So the description – yeah, it was great. I I absolutely loved it. Um, just a great story, and the fact that it's a true story like just blows my mind. Um, you've got a great cast: Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Robin Wright, Chris Pratt. So Chris Pratt, this is like 2011. This is pre Guardians and Jurassic World fame, though it's interesting now that I mentioned Chris Pratt because now he's pretty much in the shits. As the worst Chris <laughs> on Netflix, on, uh, not, not on, Netflix yeah, on, on Twitter. Oh on Twitter, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, yeah. what the hell happened?" Interesting. Oh, anyway, yeah. he, he uh, we won't. A couple of things. Yeah. Another so, podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, frustrated that his baseball team can't afford big money players. Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean bets on a bold new strategy strategy to change the game, and 
it's just a brilliant film. I loved it. I love the music, the cinematography. I mean, I, I enjoy sports. I'm not like so into hardcore like sports. Like I have like a diehard team, but I'll watch it if I can watch a live game. But when they make a, a sports movie and it's well done, it's just like I'm all for it. Like especially beautiful, a great baseball movie. It just warms my heart yeah. because. I'm not, as most people who know me, I'm not a huge sports fan, but one thing I do absolutely love is baseball. Yep. So that movie was very good. And then the other thing that I saw, which was just a uh, few nights ago, which is Borat subsequent movie film. So it's the sequel. Um, It, I watched it right after work and I watched it, you know, I finished it. And I was laughing my ass off. It is absolutely funny. Um, it's just absolutely hilarious. You got to check it out. I think it's a great suite. And the fact that the first movie came out 2006. So, and yeah, we're just now getting the sequel. Yeah. That's amazing. And the fact that when they were filming this movie, he did not make a big, there was no big announcement that bore a sequel. Like people would just see him. Yeah, this year came out of the fucking blue. Right. And you just, you see it in this movie. When they're filming, he's like in the in the streets in Texas, and people are recognizing him, and they're like Borat, and they're like chasing him, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not Borat, I'm not," and he has to do like an undercover disguise just so people won't recognize Borat, and he's Borat as like in a different American disguise, and it's just absolutely fucking hilarious. There's so many different things that that happen, and he's got his daughter with him here, like, and it actually has a story, like the fact that it ha- actually has a story is like. And it's he awesome. Kind of, sort of. He kind of, sort of trapped a known, oh, uh, a known, um, yeah. Celebrity well, everybody's seen person. it here. Yeah. Is the mayor of New York, right? The mayor of America and the current lawyer of the president. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red-handed in his. You pants. know the red puss reindeer, like. Yeah. So, so everybody here has seen it. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Don't say nothing. I haven't either. That's the only reason why I'm asking. Like, yeah, go watch it. You gotta go watch, watch it. it. Yeah, watch I it. will. I will yeah. watch it. Very nice. And yeah, all his social media stuff. Like, where there's a video with David Dobrik, who's uh, a Mike. Director. Mike, don't forget the like, twist at the end. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the mission. <laughs> the twist. The twist at the end, man. Oh my god. I won't say anything about. It. I won't spoil it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, it's it, a, you guys, you guys would enjoy the twist. I okay. laughed so hard, and it. Some of this movie reminded me of the South Park pandemic special. Oh it, boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh okay. my god, dude. Oh, now I'm watching it tonight. It, like, it feels like we have a pandemic cinematic universe now with the South oh, Park no. pandemic special. Yeah. And, no, I'm serious. Watch it. Now I gotta watch it. Tonight. Watch it. It's it's amazing, guys. You will okay. not be sorry. Like All right. and, and that's the thing, like Sasha Baron Cohen, you think that yeah, he's an idiot and like he's a goof, but he's a Fuck fucking great me. actor. He's an he's excellent actor. Yeah, he's a great. He's a great screenplay. Like, dude, like all that of the term gets like thrown it. around a lot, but he's a genius. Yeah, and the fact that he can do satire, he can actually do satire, and he can do like, and I, I know I've That's heard about the, the trial of the Chicago Seven on Netflix. I need to check that out. Um, he's in that cast, so and that's a stacked cast too. So, I can't wait to see that. But yeah, Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's worth nice. it. And it's only, it's only an hour and 36 minutes. 
And okay. I actually tried showing my wife the, the beginning of it, and she thinks it's stupid. But yeah, it I told is. her it's kind of stupid. <laughs> it is kind of stupid. But I told her no, you stupid, have to see that's it. That's the point. And you have to see. You have to try to understand the. You have to try to to get be, beyond the stupidity of it and really see the story and what he's trying to show you, like with the current yeah, state of America. So he'll uh, he triggered a whole lot of people. Let's just oh yeah, that, so. that's the oh, point. Yeah. That's the point of all his stuff is he's triggering people. Exactly. It's, it's funny. It's beautiful though. Yeah, because he, um, he does it right. I saw a documentary. Uh, and like I, I I love watching documentaries. I, I like I love, love watching stuff like this, right? Um, it's called the Bill Murray Stories. Um, what it's is on that? Netflix. It's on Netflix. I actually saw that. So the documentary highlights spontaneous encounters with uh, the elusive com- comedic veteran. So basically, people that encountered um, Bill Murray randomly, like uh, Bill Bill Murray. Hmm. Uh, Sometimes it goes into like a party and just takes over. Right, right. Or it goes into a, like for example, like he uh, he talks, he has a conversation with somebody, and says like, "Well, you know, I've never been to this restaurant, so he, he just says that well, let's just go," and like he invites some invites that person to to have dinner with him and have a, you know have or her like have a de- decent conversation, um, and, and stuff like that, and you know I. <sighs> I, he is one of my favorite movie, uh, movie actors, uh, Bill Murray. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Um, the, the thing is, like from from what what these guys are saying, he's a much better person uh, than than the actor that the, in, in that he portrays, right? So I like I I wish that I could have a Bill Murray encounter like in in my lifetime. That's that's one of my bucket lists. Like you know, just randomly like meet him in the airport or whatever, and have a have a good conversation with him, and that that's it. And like I, I like, and then I'll leave it at that. Like there, there's no, I'm not gonna put it on instant me, instant you know, social media or anything like that. I'm just gonna be like, well, I had a conversation with Bill Murray, fucking awesome. Shut <laughs> up, you know you'd share that shit. I, I wouldn't. Like I, again, <laughs> the the only thing I'll, I'll share is like the like you know like oh you know celebrity thing on on, on Facebook. I'm like oh. I'm not gonna take a picture of him. I'm not gonna be like, like fucking. Like, oh, let me take a picture with you. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not like that. Well, what's what's the name of the documentary again? Could it's a uh, the, the Bill Murray stories. Bill Murray stories. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember Netflix. hearing about it. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's a. It's. I I, I added it to my my Netflix list because I, I want to watch it again. Just just because like I I might have uh, missed a couple of things, but it's it's like a short documentary. It's like an hour. 10 minutes or something like that so but, cool. um, yeah it's 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 kind of like uh his thing he he randomly goes you know just like i, I don't know if you heard about um tom hanks uh, crashing a wedding yeah yes i did hear about that yeah uh bill murray does it better so he actually really he, he actually does other things like um he went to a frat party and he washed all the di- all the dishes in the frat party. What? That's yeah, awesome. Ra- just randomly, like, random things like that. And, <laughs> and like, and for me, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, if, if you see somebody, you know, if you see in the kitchen, I'm like somebody washing dishes and he turns around and it's Bill Murray. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing wow. here? Yeah. And he, and he has like, he has no qualms. He has like, whatever. Um, He, I think he books his own, own movies. Yeah, when you call stuff. when you call him, he he doesn't have like an assistant or a manager. Like you speak directly a, to him. Yeah, he has an eight hundred number, and you leave a voicemail, and you know he'll call you back if uh, if he went you know when he picks up. 
That's basically what it is. That's awesome. So yeah, that's my my recommendation. Um, there there was one that I wanted to recommend, but I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. But it just looked interesting because I saw the trailer for it. Um, it, it's in Spanish. It's a movie in on Netflix. It's about um uh, a blacksmith who captured the devil, <laughs> and and the and. and like you know, and people are like wondering why, why, why did the blacksmith capture capture the devil, and you know all that stuff, and then like the 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 way that the 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 monster looked was like a del it looked like Guillermo del Toro's um, animals or monsters, it looked amazing, so uh, like I'm, I'm I might see it, but I'm not sure. I'm not really a you know like a gung-ho for like you know any any of the horror flicks anymore just because it's for me it's not as scary anymore like it like you know it's all jump scares and i'm not you know <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know maybe, maybe i'll talk to pinhead watching like the wrong uh, horror buddy you're watching I know. the wrong horror that's why i, I know I'll, I'll talk to you like off uh off the podcast yeah and, uh, yeah because uh, definitely you're watching the wrong horror we'll, we'll get some like you know because I'm, I'm i'm okay with with horror and, and like you know, I know. Think- I I trust me. Like you said, we can talk off air because I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm just think- telling you. I I, I like I, I like things that scare scare the shit out of me mentally. Not 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 not. Yeah, I know. Matters, I know. Not, uh, no, I know. I got care. a I got a buddy just like you. He likes that fucking psychological shit that lingers with him after the movie's over. Yep. Oh, like great. I said, you're watching the wrong shit. Yep. No, thank you for me. Yeah. So so yeah, it's 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 gonna be good. Well, yeah, that's cool. pretty much it. Awesome. Well, I I think I forgot to mention uh, Borat is on Amazon Prime for those yes. that might be interested. Subsequent movie film on Amazon Prime. So yeah, she much. This is Borat. Eh? <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I excite. Alrighty. Oh so. God. That does about it, man. What an episode! Yeah, we went That's... in. We went in like this episode, is our longest episode I think. So this is this is basically our last podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to me. Sorry. I'd like Sorry, to guys. wish you all a, a safe and happy 2020. You. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a good life. <laughs> so we had a short, yeah. run, but uh, it was run nonetheless. Hey, I, I can't. You know, I can't wait to see you guys next lifetime. <laughs> Just by the way. By the way, since this is our last episode, so you all know, Jester's real name is Quentin O'Brien. So, <laughs> you know, that's why he's been so adamant about not having it. It's such Diva a Diva Cupcake. Wait, wait, I, th- I thought his name was Oliver Klozoff. <laughs> um, that's only on his that's only on his nighttime gig. On his daytime. Oh, okay. oh it wasn't it. Mike Hunt. <laughs> well, that's when he's with the kids. Oh my god! You guys, you guys like saving all all the diva bashing for the end of the episode. I see. All right, this time I'm actually here. At least you're all right. Here this time. So thank you guys for listening. If you've gotten this far, if anyone has gotten this far, man, yeah, congratulations! You got the prize. I feel yeah, like they badge. need a prize. We need badges for everybody. I know, right? You get you get a gold star for like you know, like putting up with our shit. Like let's just say that. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll mold my cock into a prize to put into a cut co- and do a cracker jack box and I'll send it to all our listeners. Oh gosh. Holy shit. 
But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at FMANDTB. BBC. Or, or a search for filmmaker Mike. <laughs> oh wow. Alrighty, that does about it. Thank you guys. Bye, Till next episode. Or wait, this is the last. Yeah. Or is it? Maybe. Or is it? Dun dun dun. Who knows? Alrighty. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.